everyone, and welcome back to The Suspense is Killing Us. I'm Kevin. Travis. Matt. There we go. We're all here. I'm Hard Rock. I'm Joe. <laughs> what's that? What's that is that from? a reference? I don't think so. <laughs> wow. That, that, you just pulled that out of nowhere? I love it. One of these know. characters you've been working on with your dog or if, something? If that's a if that's a <laughs> reference to something, it's something that I saw like 20 years ago and have long since forgotten what it is because it's something that I say pretty I like I like to think that you live alone right now and you're working on characters all the time. I'm like, not. I'm not not doing. You're that. doing character well, work, and you're gonna fucking blow up some open mics pretty soon. Ma- marionettes or ventriloquists? I'm gonna do open mic, but I'm gonna do. Uh, oh, I'm gonna do like the impression. Characters. The impression bus on on. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> what if you're on a bus? Okay, wait. Stick with me, here, guys. We can't what if bring you're on a back. bus no. <laughs> with a we bunch can't. of celebrities, like Rolling Stones, Mick Jagger? Mick, yeah, oh well. It's yeah. a classic bit. Look it up somewhere <laughs> somewhere in the hours and hours of yep. entertainment that we've provided. <laughs> uh, oh, a little a little update, though. Uh, Good. That person did pass away. Yeah. Oh, no. I'm not laughing. No. Laughing at the situation. Yeah. But the, but the RIP, the guy who did the classic impression bus joke. That's yeah. terrible. Yeah. Well, well I'm sorry for mocking him. No, no, no. He's given us a lot of joy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> honestly, and I mean, like, there's a lot, yeah. I didn't know that guy that well, but I know that he would have been happy that we were laughing at him in any fucking way, shape, or form. <laughs> That's okay. true. Okay, hundred percent, no yeah. doubt in my mind. I met him like four times, but yeah, we can guarantee that guy that. just wants the laughter. He does not fucking care how he's gonna get it. Oh no. Wouldn't he put like a cigarette in his butt on stage and yes, he get would. kicked out of clubs and stuff? That's what. Yeah, put that a was cigarette in his butt and make it look like his butt was smoking a cigarette. <laughs> well, that is pretty funny. I saw it. Too. I mean, yeah. <laughs> now look, it's you, not I people mean, exactly. Are, people are imagining all kinds of things, and obviously, well, I don't know what you're, I don't want to tell people what they're thinking, but I think a lot of people are imagining him literally like cramming a cigarette butt into his anus. Uh, on stage, but he just he put, pulled his pants down a little bit so some of his butt crack was poking out and put the cigarette in there. That's pretty classy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not like full commitment to the bit or anything like that. No. So, sort of like half committed. Any of you uh, up-and-comers out there listening to this, uh, commit to the bit. That's the main, my, our main lesson we'll teach you. If you're going to do the butt cigarette, go all the way. I wanted to point out as a as a person who once <laughs> had my had my toe dipped pretty pretty deep into the uh, into comedy. Into this guy's asshole? Into this guy's asshole. Uh, it was part of a comedy bit, and what? the laughter is laughter. <laughs> but it does happen fairly regularly that people that you knew in comedy die. Because mm. <laughs> you're just unhealthy Off of my as drug. a rule. Well, <laughs> there's, uh, there's one particular way that tends to happen. We don't need to get into. But anyways, uh, one thing. Uh, <laughs> wow. I don't know what it is. It's suicide. Oh. and uh, Jesus. Well, we got into it. <laughs> Crying uh, on the people, inside These kind, people would have uh, th- also thought it was funny that I was making fun of it, okay? <laughs> are you making fun of suicide? I don't think suicide? you're making fun of suicide, are you? <laughs> I, am, I, am I don't laughing. know what's happening. I mean, content warning in case you're triggered by this. Content warning. But, make I, but this, happens, this happens about uh, every six months or something like that. Jesus, it, it does? It feels like. And then you get all, and then all the comedians, because I'm, uh, you know, follow them all on Facebook and Twitter and stuff, start telling their stories. Yeah. And a lot of the stories are horrifying. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're followed by like an R.I.P. I love that guy, and you're like, well, <laughs> I guess okay. I mean, that's great. I mean, but when you say horrible <laughs> stories, you mean like stories like here is my experience with mental illness, or 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 like wanting to commit suicide, or stories here's, about here's the dead person who did some horrible stories shit. Stories about the dead person who did horrible horrible things. <laughs> But you got to admit, he was real funny. You really got to hand it to him. R.I.P. <laughs> it's all very sad. God, Jesus. <laughs> but one time, I was on a road trip with this guy, and oh, my God, what an asshole he it's was. It's a long story, too. Long, long. This is going to be a thread, one out of a hundred, and then at the I last one, R.I.P. I got to find this 
Fred on Facebook. It's, it's, you have to go back in time and have been a comedian for like a 10-year period. I guess so. In Seattle. <laughs> a go-nowhere comedian. Well, pass. Yeah, Jeez. you made the right choice. <laughs> well, anyway, I'm after all that dark discussion, I'm still excited for Matt's uh, open mic character work. Sure. Whether Give us a little taste, Matt. <laughs> no. That's good. I like this character. What is this guy who won't the guy do, who won't do guy it? Won't the guy who won't do the bit. Yeah. <laughs> guy He's locked in. He is fucking locked yeah, in. I'm not doing it. You it's, can see instead that of you yes can see the change. No fuck off. I see. I see you guys came to see uh, some comedy tonight, but I can't help you with that. <laughs> see, that would be me. Yeah, what's, what's there to laugh at? I mean, really. Really, when you think about it, Ukraine's being invaded. Mm-hmm. By the Ukraine way, that's is, what's Ukraine happening Ukraine right is weak. Now. Ukraine mm-hmm. is weak. All uh, I can—I have no appreciation for what's actually going on in that situation, except all I can think about is the thing on Seinfeld where he's playing Risk. On I know, the like all day, constantly, and I'm like, I can't. Ukraine is weak. It's like a problem. I think that <laughs> that we're thinking about <laughs> that all the time. Hundreds of soldiers dead on uh, the Ukraine Snake is a Island, duck, and I, Newman. And I'm like, that's a real shame. Ukraine is weak. Ukraine? No, Ukraine is strong, though. I know. That's Ukraine. the part, because you got to remember, that's the punchline, is Ukraine is strong, and he flips over that the guy, board. Yeah, that guy goes, Ukraine is not weak, Ukraine is strong. Yeah. And that old crazy man was right. <laughs> God that, bless him. And that old crazy man was the president of Ukraine. We're rooting. We are We are 100% throwing our hats in the ring for Ukraine. Please don't turn out to be like weird white supremacists or something like that after the this whole, is all over The whole country? Ukraine. The whole country of Ukraine. Don't like be like inspirational to us, and then be like. Uh, by the way, we are white supremacists. No. Good, good impression. What if they like? What if they have to like team <laughs> up? That was with, a solid Ukrainian accent. My right wife. There. What if they have to like team up with Belarus to fend off the Russians? Mm. Yeah. What if? Well, I know this for a fact. Belarus is uh, really fo- really fond of Russia. So yeah, that would be that's a quite, true. That would be quite a turn of events. Yeah, I know right. geopolitics. Mm. I know that you listen about to the occasional geopolitical podcast. Yeah, I listen to Pod Save America. Mm. I listen to Pod Save the World. You which watch is Bill Maher one. weekly? <laughs> yeah. Politically I watch involved. Bill Maher daily. Mm. I watch each weekly episode once a day. Well, you've got that. You've got that camera at his apartment, his house. <laughs> his house is like watching him all the time. He's always on. Let me tell you, twenty four hours. He doesn't. Know, he doesn't know that camera's there, and but he keeps going. And there's nobody's toes he won't step on. He either. doesn't listen to our show, so he's never gonna know. And if he, even if you did, Bill, Bill, Bill you're not going to find that camera. Bill Maher, you're join our Patreon, it. please. <laughs> Bill Maher, I've, I watch We're you. We're like 120 right now, aren't we? Uh, we're not at 120 yet. Oh, shit. Of course, this is... Well, not without being, Bill Maher's help. This is, of course, being... You know, this is going to come out a week, like two weeks, something more than that. <laughs> I don't know. So at that point, maybe Ukraine will have lost or won. Possibly Russia will have invaded America. Uh-huh. Nuclear war. Nuclear war could be going on. I mean, anything's possible. Man, yeah. Yeah. It's the time that we're living in. Man, well, speaking of the time we're living in, yes. in Russia. Speaking of Russians. We're going to have oh. a couple that, that that sort of dip their toe in that. It's good. It's One good. dips a whole foot. Interesting timing. Obviously, neither of these were filmed in Russia uh, because they, no. couldn't, they couldn't then. Everybody remember, everybody remember the first movie that was filmed in Russia after the Cold War ended? Police Academy uh, 7. I, I, I knew that. God damn it. <laughs> Mission to Moscow. I just always, that's such a funny fact because that is not a movie people people would uh, would guess, I think. And it's too Nobody bad because it's like, such a good movie. It's so good. Well, you still haven't watched it. No, I never will. You've watched so many movies that you hate more than once, but you'll never watch Police Academy 7? 
probably correct. It's it. I mean, it. I it is one of the worst movies you've you ever won't seen be able to life. make it through. I tried. Oh, I made it through just because we we've had to power through it. But I mean, it was. I don't think I we will. watched all of them one day, and it was like pretty breezy. Actually, it was like you know what? This is this has not been as like much of a slog as we thought it was gonna be. It's pretty fun, and we got to part seven, and we were all just like. Nobody was. It was just like three people sitting on a couch going like, "Well, we're having a good time." Speaking uh, of movies, I've watched multiple sucked. times despite hating them. There's one of them in this podcast. Oh, I know, boy. and it's going to be one that well, it's going to be one that I think Travis and I both think is fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to go to the fucking mat for this movie. The mat. Oh uh, uh, well, the three. So what? Sorry, sorry. So we're the today is, is the works of Gene Hackman. Hackman fever. Hackman fever. fever. I mean, so we're doing some Hackman know. movies. So we're doing 1990s, 1989's The Package. Uh, 1991's uh, Company Business. Company Business is on this and piece of And 1993's <laughs> absolutely diabolical garbage, The Firm. Okay. Oh, that's the one you hate the most. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. okay. Well, no, you had a lot of vitriol hated, uh, for The Package, too. I'd never seen The Package before. Oh, okay. Hmm. I had neither. I thought it was fine. You, uh, just don't, you just don't like Andrew Davis. Well, uh, that is mostly correct, but uh, that Steel Big, ha- Steel Little, you're a you big hate, fan? Do you hate Chicago? Do you, do you hate Chicago? No, I don't it? hate Chicago. Andrew Davis is a big Chicago Eagle-eared guy, listeners, so. have you noticed that Cat Matt always hates the movies that take place in Chicago? Let us know. Or, I, you or know, fam- Andy, famous Chicago filmmakers. Andy Davis oh, wait, made no, you uh, like Under the- Siege, which is a movie I like quite a bit. Uh, okay. No, they had, had plans immediately. Michael, Michael Mann's from Chicago. Michael Mann's from Chicago. Completely yeah, done. Yeah, yeah. Forget that. Never mind, Eagle-eared listeners. Never mind. Sorry y'all had to put your black hats on to get into detective <laughs> mode. <laughs> They were just they were just getting on their you know keyboards. What? You know, I just thought there's not one fucking black hat in that whole goddamn piece of shit movie. <laughs> there's one in the background. <laughs> is there? Oh, yeah. it's just you have to freeze frame. Does he it go? Is he in. go like? Does the the, the uh, Chinese girl go? What's with that? And he goes, "That's my black hat. I used to wear it around, but I don't anymore." That's me black hat. That's in the director's cut. I didn't watch. What sort of hat you got there, son? It's just me black hat, it's sir. Me black hat, sir. Uh, <laughs> a terrible Thor impression. But it's a good character. I can't wait to see him in the open mic. That's good. Know. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to bring a horse puppet on stage with you? Yeah, I do the War Horse Kid. All right, we're all do fucked the up. No I don't guy. know if the War Horse episode is up on Patreon yet. I don't think it we're, will be for a while. This is a fucking mess. Is it? No, I mean, it's the, it's the podcast. Of course it is. Yeah. This is what we do. All right, speaking, well, let's of, start, speaking let's of messes. Let's start with messes. Yeah, let's talk, about mess. this, let's talk about this diabolically boring movie, The Package. I think this movie's fine. It began in Berlin. A routine assignment for Sergeant John Gallagher. There you go, Sergeant. He's all yours. Yeah. You go to that court martial, you better get those ribbons on your chest. Be all you can be. I think you're going to prison, Walter. You don't know where I'm going. But something went wrong. I need your help, Eileen. I know. They caught you climbing out the window of some lady's boudoir. No, I lost my package. A prisoner I was bringing back from Germany. <laughs> Dead wrong. Something weird has come up on this guy. Why would someone want to take the place of a guy going to prison? He gets into the country without a passport. Now he's in over his head. From all indications, we have an agreement. Damn it, Bob. We've exhausted the option. Tullis is insane. I kind of liked it. Two perfectly adequate movies that we're going to get like a whole different perspective on. It's so crushingly dull. I, didn't I thought there was some so. cool action in it. I like Tommy Lee Jones. There's in no it. cool action in it. Tommy Lee Jones barely in it. He is surpri- in it surprisingly. He is surprisingly little. barely. Considering in how it. awesome he is in it, he's like in yeah. he's in like cackly, gleeful yeah. Tommy Lee Jones mode. And you're like, well, now that he's been introduced, we're gonna have him a lot in the movie. And they're like, not really. One, I, one I will thing- say it's disappointing that they like team them up at the beginning, and it's a very it's a very fun scene. And then like, and then the movie and then is they not sep- about and then that they at all. Separate them because because it. 
the scene where he's bringing him home and they're like on the plane. Yeah, I really that's dug, the best I really part of the movie. That. And then the other scene later where they like have their like up until the point where they where, where Tommy Lee Jones like gets away from him and you realize that, that the plot of the movie is going to be this. Yeah, that's when the movie lost me. I was like, I was into it for like the first twenty or thirty minutes, and then it's like almost two hours long and almost nothing happens in it. You got Pam Greer in a throwaway Pam part. Pam Greer in Pam a throwaway Greer. part. Yep. Dennis Franz. But it's always nice to see Pam Greer just popping up in a thing. Even you go, sure. oh, fucking Pam Greer's in this. Great. I mean, a lot of things about this movie made me wish it was good. <clears throat> All three of these movies have just like a uh, pretty stacked cast in that way, where they you're do. like, oh, this guy. Oh, wow, she's in this. Cool. You One know? of my, the other thing <laughs> that the the first two of these movies feature is Gene Hackman being considered a guy who's like a salty dog, like an old hand who knows what's up, and he's just a fucking total incompetent. <laughs> <laughs> But he saves the world. Bare, I mean, end. barely. And he's just like a sergeant in the army. I mean, but he, he like accidentally saves the world in one of them, and in the other one, just we don't know what happens. But does he save the world, or does the world need saving? I don't know. I don't he should know. just. We wow. should. There should be yeah. more movies where Gene Hackman has to save the world by just hanging out with his ex-wife. <laughs> Which is all that happens in this entire they, fucking. Uh, by the way, by the way, him we, and we're um, gonna have to be. I, I have to be delicate about it, but I, there's some things I want to say about the who, who's the what's Joanna the, Cassidy. Joanna Cassidy. Him and Joanna Cassidy are in uh, a, a, a movie I think is actually great together uh, called Under Fire. Yeah, that's a good with movie. Nick Nolte mm-hmm. that everybody should check out if you haven't seen oh. that. It's, Roger, it's really Roger good. Can we do it on this? Uh, it's, it's like Not a really journalist. Thriller. It's like a journalist like. Uh, it's like drama, it's like Salvador sort of, yeah. Oh, okay. it's very good. But it's Nick Nolte, Hackman, and Joanna Casti. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Anyway, that movie's. I just, I just kept, just kept reminding me that because I'm like, oh, they reteamed them for this, and it's like, this isn't. I don't think this is as good. Although I didn't hate this. I thought it was. I thought this was fine. I would call this. I would call this like uh, sleep inducing. No, I would. <laughs> no, I thought it was competently. I feel like it's competently generic, and that was kind of what I was just like. The whole thing, it was just like, yep, you did, I, I you did the thing, and that was like, I, that was all I was asking. You like, you did the thing while I ate breakfast and watched this. I would movie. argue <laughs> that it doesn't do the thing. I mean, it does whatever it's. I guess it depends on what your idea of the thing. My is. idea of the thing is like, let's make an exciting action movie, and instead they made a movie where Gene Hackman like drives around the city with his ex-wife, and like all the action stuff happens off camera. There's I mean, lots of action scenes. There in are it. not. Yeah, there are. There's the I cafe mean, it, scene. I think it was like a, blown away. Yeah, yeah. A cool car I did like car that, that, that shootout at the cafe. Was cool. Yeah. And at the end, it's just he just walks in and finds the guy and shoots him, and it's over, and it's just. It doesn't even get any final words or anything. There's some other stuff. So I like. I liked all the stuff. Uh, it was interesting that we were talking about all the white nationalist stuff because that's like. Uh, and a it's sort a, of that's a, a, that's a red herring in this too. Red herring. Yeah, but I mean, I like you know, I don't know. I mean, yeah, everything's red herrings in these. This is what, the, this is what these these like stupid political thrillers are. It's yeah. all just it's all dumb. So that's why I thought it was like I felt like it, yeah, it did its job. I liked all the scenes of Timothy Jones on the on the L train platform figuring this. I don't know. I just was like I was like this is what I was thinking it was gonna be, but it didn't. It wasn't better. Or worse than what I was expecting. Yeah. It was just, it was like, here we go. It was worse, I guess, because I was expecting Tommy Lee Jones and Gene Hackman to be in it together more. And I would have liked that. But otherwise, I was like, mm-hmm. I didn't expect Joanna Cassie to have quite so much hair. Such but- <laughs> awful, awful hair. <laughs> okay, so this is this And is I do like her generally, I too. Do too. So, since we're talking about it. Okay, but so she does have a terrible haircut. If you're not familiar with Joanna Cassidy, she's probably most famous for being the lady in Blade Runner mm-hmm. who has the snake. Yes. She's naked in Blade Runner, and she runs down and gets blown away running through glass. Yeah. Classic stuff. Gorgeous in that. Obviously a very attractive woman. Now, okay. It's like 20 said, feet tall. Twenty, yeah, just a statuesque, like an Amazon. like an Amazon. statuesque Amazonian beautiful woman, and in this movie she looks like shit. <laughs> it's true. She looks and, like shit. And you know what? You know what? I gotta say, it's like it's 
it's t- it's like fucking 1989. You know who else looks like shit in this movie? Pam Greer. Yeah. And it's just because it's like well, no, look look at any look at a fucking catalog or a magazine from 1989 and tell me go like pick somebody who doesn't look like shit. What Joanna happened? Cassidy has this really terrible haircut. Yeah. yeah. And that's but it's like it's, it's like, really bad. Yeah. It's like everybody's mom had the haircut in 1989 right. or everybody you like it wasn't like weird but it's just that weird thing where you go like what year was this made? This was made in like between 1987 and 1989, wasn't it? Because yeah. everybody why do the women look why do the women not look good why is a good looking woman not look good i'm gonna spend three hundred dollars to make my hair look like a big pile of crap (laughs) just a big puffy pile of frizzy crap like i was swam in the ocean and And it's like it's like got this bad red coloring to it it just looks terrible yeah yeah and i would also like to point out just just a further addendum to my controversial statements about joanna Cassidy's appearance. I think it's Are cool. They? I think it's cool that she looks like shit. <laughs> I thought I was like, that's the controversial. I, part. I don't know if it's on purpose. If they were going like make her look like shit, or if it I was know. just 1989. But I was it, like, I feel like this woman who works in this job and has this life probably kind of would look like this. Oh yeah, I don't. And so think I was like, I thought it was like it's cool that there's this woman who looks like shit. Thank you for your this, service, woman <laughs> who looks like shit, who central, probably did that job back then. Central part of this Jesus movie, Christ. like because like it's her and Gene Hackman at a certain point and i'm like yeah i totally believe these these people have these jobs and these uh, yeah lives. i totally believe these people ever were married <laughs> yeah sure i mean i don't, I don't not believe it gene hackman's a bit of a charmer in this he like actually I, I don't i think the movie is insisting on things and they don't happen okay, okay all right so well he's depicted as a charmer. right Let's he's also depicted way. as being good at his job also a thing that <laughs> doesn't take place in this movie he's all this is also this is also tommy lee jones in double jeopardy um uh, sort of thing. <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones is like, I'm a, I'll run this halfway house and then someone escapes and he's like, also I go looking for the ladies when they're gone. Yeah. I also, I just do whatever, I do all the jobs. Well, doesn't he because chase I'm after the star. Him, A, because, you know, he's got to get his package back but also because, like, t- somehow he's on the, he's, like, being set up too. Yeah, it's partially official and then partially just sort of like I'm on the run on the run from John. Yeah, I'm trying Johnny to they're, they're setting him up for some out. for the murder of the, they, they start little... setting up for the murder that this woman because Tommy Tommy Lee Jones is pretending to be a guy. He go uh, Gene Hackman like on his own off off you know duty. Mm-hmm. The, the package is Tommy Lee Jones, right? And he was he's, he's delivering him package. from 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 uh, East Berlin or Germany or somewhere, right? Like he's like bringing him back over. And he's supposedly yeah, just this guy who was a drunk. He's like arresting him. Essentially, he's like this is a guy who's drunk, disorderly, got in a fight with somebody. He's going to military jail. So, so Gene Hackman's flying him back. The first it's, 15, he gets away. 20 minutes of the movie is the last detail. It's the last detail stuff. Yeah, and then he he gets away, and then it turns. Then it's like okay, this is a whole conspiracy to get Tommy Lee Jones into the country. He's not the guy that Gene Hackman thought he was. Gene Hackman goes to this the guy's house thinking, like, I'll ask his his wife. His wife's like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. He sees yeah. a picture of her. He's like, that's not the that's That's, that's, not, not, the guy. that's not the guy. These other dudes, you know, CIA or whatever, go kill her, yeah. and then they're going to pin it on Hackman. So Hackman, not only he has to, he wants to find Tommy Lee Jones, not only to stop what he assumes correctly is going to be some kind of assassination plot, right. also because he's being fingered for this like murder that he didn't do. So, yes. So there you go. I mean, that's that's the setup. I think it's important to point out at this juncture that the p- plot is baffling. It's a little bit baffling. And a lot, what, of, and a lot of times you're going like, wait, it, what? I mean, I think it, it, it once, generally once comes you together. Once to where it goes at the end, you figure out. It doesn't really know, matter. Sense. Right. But, well, I mean, it's got, you know, because you, you've got like other, you got the people at the top, like John Hurd's asshole commander, you know, once yeah. you figure out like, oh, okay, once it gets to the, it, it is one of those that like, you know, reveals some stuff at the end and you go, oh, okay, I, that was a whole thing going on. Here's the people in charge. But John Hurd, right. the main bad guy. Yeah. John Hurd gets the end 
in the credits at the beginning. Nice. And John Hurd as General Asshole Man or whatever his he name is. He must not have burned General all Asselman? his bridges right General now. Asselman. <laughs> Uh, Andrew Dutch. Davis was he was on he was on Andrew Davis's list as a guy he could that could as a guy who lived in town. I mean, John because <laughs> John Hurt famously burned all these bridges with people yeah. like he he was like notoriously hard to work with and so that's right. I it think was like, this was, he was I like a big was deal in the seventies. Right? Uh, no, I think it was like early in his. I mean, because he was oh. like huge in the seventies, and then you kind of don't see him for a while, and then he pops back up, you know, as Kevin like McAllister's dad and shit. Yeah, I mean, he'll had to take Christopher Columbus's peanuts. <laughs> he'll be in stuff every once in a while. He was on The Sopranos briefly. Yeah, that's right. He was great on The Sopranos. Season one. Yeah. Uh, Jumps off a bridge. But yeah, so anyway. So, okay, at the beginning of this movie, though, Spoiler I, there's, for a couple of, there's a couple of things that drove me nuts pretty early on. Uh, one is, well, once you, once you figure out that Tommy Lee Jones is not the guy that they say he is... Mm. I'm wondering how this is like the second or third movie we've done where like somebody's got uh, like a mistaken identity plot and like it's because nobody did their job and like looked at the guy's file. Oh, yeah, that was very uh, basic. Basic was one of those. There was another one way back. But it's like one of those things that happens in these movies a lot where it's like it turns out that was not really the guy that we thought he was. (laughs) And nobody, especially our protagonist, who's supposed to be really on top of shit, like ever pulled this this guy's file at all. At least in or did I mean, did they have is it like are we we to assume that they had a that they have a fake file with his picture in it or something? I mean, yes, I can assume so. but We don't see that. And so it's just like Hackman receives him from two other soldiers who Presumably right. work in the jail, and they're like, "This is the guy." But Here then those go, guys, dude. those guys end up being those like guys the, end up the, being like some like deep cover, deep uh, deep state, deep space agents or whatever. Shit always bothers me. But but even more, even worse though. And Hackman does this in both of these first two movies, where he has been like deputized by the higher ups to go retrieve a dude from overseas and bring him back to wherever. And the first thing he does is uncuff him and leave him alone in an airport. <laughs> Well, the second we'll we'll get to the second one. It makes a little bit more sense in the second one. Yeah, just and this watching one, it's these very two weird. This one, it makes no it makes no sense that he would uncuff this guy. <laughs> it okay. makes no sense that he would do I it mean, in either case. Also, let's, though, let's, let's just talk about this scene because it's. Funny. I do like this scene. It's funny because so they, they it's like on a bridge or something, and these two, oh, that scene. and the two yeah. fake people are, and the two fake like uh, prison guard guys are going. Here you go. Here's your guy. And Gene Hackman makes two like. And Tommy Lee Jones is already being like, hey, I'm, I'm a kind of a crazy live wire kind of guy. And you have like, come here, settle down. Let me get those handcuffs off you. <laughs> it's like, you got to be then, kidding me. But then, then like, one of the, he's like, he, uh, there. this is apparently a show that they're putting on right. for Gene Hackman. But Turns one, of the, out. one of the guards goes like, yeah, well, you get out of here, you fucker. I never like, I don't like you. And Tommy Lee Jones, like, punches him in the face. And Gene Hackman's like, all right, all right, let's calm down and let me get these cuffs off of this guy. <laughs> like, he just hit a dude. What are you talking about? That's what I'm saying. Like, Hackman. Has, has put your face Hackman and immediately reveals himself to have no fucking operational security. Like, at the very least, no idea what he's doing. That's really strange. At the very least, they could show him, like, maybe in an earlier scene, like, drinking heavily or something. So you go, like, this guy isn't good at his job. Right. Yeah. You know, but he's going to have to become good at his job to right. solve no, the mystery of the package. But actually, I think he's just supposed to be good at his job. Or at the very <laughs> least, he's one yeah. of those guys that everybody likes. That's one of the main things that they, yeah, that they introduce go. is him like talking to his, like, he's a glad his, under, his underlings and, be, and everyone going like, oh, yeah, we like you. We like Eugene Hagman's character. Well, there's you're that, cool. Uh, we think you're funny. I like the, the, is it the, is it the opening scene? Because bef- is it before that where they have the, the like, where the, uh, the like hikers... Yeah, yeah. Turned out to be, turn out to be bad I like, guys. I like that shit. I like that. I like that that's scene. A, that's I think a, that's a good that was a cool way to open it, the movie. And it ends with an absolutely awesome car crash too. And, and also, it's got the like the guy. It's got like that 
like w- the dude, the one soldier who gets who gets shot and he's got like puke all over him and stuff. I, yeah. I was kind of yeah, got was, shot with one of those puke guns. No, but it was just like I was kind of like I was kind of like oh yeah, that's like it's like a it was just a weirdly a weirdly realistic touch for a movie that like doesn't you know is like just sort of a a straight up and down dad thriller that like is like we're going you know that you're like that like did that guy puke all over himself after he got shot? I mean, I guess you might. Yeah. Like, but like most movies don't have that, and I'm surprised the package does in the first five minutes. The opening, I thought, I thought liked this movie fine in the end, but the the opening scene does make you sort of think like, oh, here we go. Especially yeah, because be good. I like, I mean, I want to like the films of Andrew Davis, but it turns out I just don't. <laughs> and I think, and I think that it's funny that he keeps making movies about a guy who is supposed to be like the very best at the thing that he does right. and isn't because like you could also say that Steven Seagal is kind of that character in Under Siege mm. but that's a bit of a stretch but like The Fugitive also has I have the, the very similar problem with The Fugitive still haven't that, done it and that I think that the, the Sam Gerard character is like just not only woefully incompetent but just like criminally negligent at some point at some <laughs> points but I think that but it's like Andrew Davis has this reputation as being this like consummate craftsman and I'm like but his, but his movies aren't good <laughs> it's like he's attracted to the same exact kind of character that he himself is. Interesting. Wow. I, li- I mean, I like The Fugitive fine. I'll try to get this out as quick as I can, but I saw this movie in high school the first time because I was an Andrew Davis fan. And if wow. you, does The Fugitive had come out? This is the out. first time I'm hearing about Andrew Davis fandom at he, all. He blew up because he did Under Siege and The Fugitive. Yeah, boom, I boom. guess. I mean, he got nominated for Best Director for The Fugitive, did he not? Uh, no. No? He, he got Best Picture, but he got snubbed. Oh. Um, but like Under Siege, we everybody loved Under Siege and then The Fugitive. And you loved Steel Big Steel Little, too. So. Steel Big Steel Little is the one that ruined his With career. Chain yeah. Reaction. Oh man, another incredibly boring movie. (laughs) Nobody likes any of the stuff after. But I do like The Fugitive. But I watched the uh, so so I was excited. I was like 15 or whatever the fuck in high school, and then I put the package on and was kind of like, oh, uh, oh. Uh, But I will say I watched Under Siege like eight months ago. That's still a banger. It's oh, I thought it sucked. Oh come on! I know. I was fully. I put it on fully expecting to think like, here we go under siege, and it's like kind of sludgy and clunky. Really? And I haven't seen it, it in a while. It looks like crap. It's no, got, I, I, mean, I, re- I recommend it. Like, it, it, well, you know what I mean? Because uh, I like I was fully expecting to watch this and go like, fuck yeah. Still good, you got to admit. Well, you know what? I would like to agree with you because I think Andrew Davis doesn't make good movies. Tommy Lee Jones is this. like his guy too. Tommy Lee Jones yeah, is, is good. Is his guy? Yeah, he's good in it. Busey, uh, and Busey, Cole Meany. I had forgotten that Steven Seagal had like fully committed to like being a lazy sack of shit by the time Under Siege came. Well, he's out. just bad. He's a he, bad actor. He's not moving very much. He's kind of fat. <laughs> his, I mean, his it's best, his wild. best movie is uh, Out for Justice, and like. He's 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 very bad in that. You can't say he's lazy. He's doing like moves, but it's also like this guy sucks. He's a bad center to have at your move in your movie, yeah. and it's only gotten worse now that we realize he's an actual huge piece of shit. So when you're watching those, you go like, God damn it! If only Steven Seagal wasn't the main character. Yeah, but I I also and it's like no, it's not like Andrew Davis's fault, but I didn't think it was a well-made movie. On I mean, the whole. Matt would argue that I is would argue Andrew it, Davis's it, fault. apparently it is Andrew Davis's fault. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, so well, that, so that's an interesting detail. So what's some? So then the package he's got it. Then he teams up with his his ex wife who also works for the military. They hatch a whole plan to like that's Joanna Cassidy. Go to Chicago. They, they get <laughs> looks, Pam looking Gr- like shit. They get Pam <laughs> Greer involved and she looks up the guy who Tommy Lee Jones really is. And then the bad guys are like, oh, they're looking into it. And then they kill Pam Greer. And we don't get to which see is that. Sad. Which is kind of like pull up next to her. Yeah. And then and then you, it cuts to like what's she's there. there. What? Why didn't they just? I couldn't figure out why they were like on the run. 
this is this is a, a weird thing that happens. I don't. It's like somewhat related, where Gene Hackman shows up after the, the after Tommy Lee Jones has given him the slip, and then he kind of like goes back to some fucking military installation. Well, he, goes, he goes into like, and this is at, well, he goes to visit that lady, then he goes back to to work. Meanwhile, those guys go kill uh, the, the 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 lady, the real guy's husband. They go, no, they go kill the, they go kill her and they're going and then they're going like well you were the last person yeah they, right. that they was seen him, there they so they're basically like arrest. pinning it pinning it on him yeah. so they arrest him and, and so that's like why he, he's on the run he's, he's like he's like I know I didn't do that and I know that this guy got away and okay. I gotta go get him and uh, I gotta go mix it up and whatever he says I just don't understand why he doesn't just like go to the authorities that are keeping him in custody and go like yeah. That turns out that that's not that guy. Well, this must be a conspiracy, well, and and then they would do something about it. Let's all work together well, on it. One Maybe the, it's important. One of the guys behind the conspiracy is like the one of the higher up is like John Hurd, right? And so right. I think he's. I guess the idea is that like he couldn't go because they're gonna because that guy would just sure, be like that guy know. would just be like no he's crazy he put would, him in jail. He wouldn't know that yet. John Hurd knows that. No, Gene Hackman wouldn't know any of that shit. So he would. You would think he would just report what he knew. Yeah, he's not a good soldier, I guess. No, he sucks at his job. <laughs> but everybody likes it. It's totally contrived. Well, yeah, I know. I mean, that, that's the thing. I was like, that's why, I, I mean, I guess I guess I was just on the other side of this where I was like, well, I was watching the whole time going like, this is totally contrived. I'm fine with that. You know what I mean? Sure. It didn't bother, I, I, it didn't bother I, I, me in this movie, and in some movies it does. And I know that that's like uh, hypocritical or no. stupid or whatever, but it was like one of those things where you were pointing out all this shit in our in our endless text thread, and Matt was just <laughs> going, going off on the package, and I was just kind of like, man, I just watched that movie. Movie and I didn't. I mean, he's not wrong, but I just didn't feel that way. Right. I had, I had like almost. It's like I think it was it's also. I, I just had very few feelings about any of these, so I was kind of like, I don't. I couldn't get myself up to be I was, upset yeah, about it. I was it. totally like, I was. I liked <laughs> it was, this movie it was, fine, but I, I was baffled by the plot. I didn't know what was going on, but but for me, and I'm sure it's contrived, whatever. For I me, mean, I was just sort of like, oh, that was a cool action scene. Oh, there's Pam Greer. Oh, Dennis France. Oh, yeah. Another cool action scene. This movie's surprisingly violent. Time of the Jones is kind of fun in it. Maybe, whatever. Maybe you guys are doing the thing where you're watching these like in the background or while you're doing other shit, and <laughs> well, you're just I like only was. you're only like seeing the. You look up and you're like, oh, something interesting's happening. I guess this I movie. Mean, Good. I actually sat down like like devoted oh, I, two hours of my miserable life to this shit. Oh, I watched I watched most of it. I will say I watch these in the I watch I have to watch these in the morning. Yeah, and so like it's the first thing I do when I wake up. And yeah, I didn't hate it, but sometimes I do. Sometimes we Kevin wakes up and drags himself out of bed in the morning, pours <sighs> himself a full glass of bourbon, chugs it down, takes a cold shower while smoking good. a cigarette. I'd like a glass of bourbon, a tall right? glass of bourbon. Uh, he pull he fills it all the way to the top. Yeah. It's like sloshing mm-hmm. over the top. Mm-hmm. I don't drink it. I just pour it. And he licks it off of his hands. As it pours on, yeah, Sophie. That's, that's why your Sophie hands are hates so clammy he all the time. At, he, look, he stares at himself in the mirror and then flips himself off and heads off to work. As not a every cop. morning. It's like the last Boy Scout, <laughs> but it's just he goes to Scarecrow video. <laughs> I was thinking of smoking some cigarettes, working an eight-hour shift at Scarecrow. I think I fucked a squirrel. I think I fucked a squirrel to death. <laughs> wow. I like the idea of Kevin being a burnout cop, but maybe that's a, maybe but that'll be one of my maybe that'll be one of my characters that I do with my bit. Let's see. Kevin I'll do, is a burnout I'll cop. I'll do Kevin as a burnout cop. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, well, you know, you. I'll, I, I'm. I'm gonna go see it anyway. I'll yeah. go see your show, your one man show. Kevin's like a grizzle, just got a five o'clock shadow. He's smoking cigarettes and watching anime. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, well, no, I'm, I'm not watching anime. 
No, uh, you, no, I'm you, watching. I'm watching the fucking package. I'm watching. No, you're watching. The I'm anime. watching the goddamn firm for two and a half hours. Punch being like, love. am I gonna have time to? Is this movie gonna ever end before? Is it gonna movie end before I have to go to work? Jesus, no. It's the still pa- on. The package isn't that long though. I do enjoy that Dennis Franz. Uh, Dennis Franz shows up. Uh, sure. I, I always, I always like him, and he's fun in this. I like. I don't know. There's something I found <laughs> endearing about him showing up and then being like, ah, come on, come on over. You guys can stay at my house or whatever. And I was just kind of like, I don't know. There's something I. Like it's an absolutely that. terrible plan. It's a dumb plan, but I thought it was. I just liked. I just liked it. Like that. Like this guy's a nice guy. Like yeah. he's, he's not like a guy who goes like goes like fuck you. What do you fucking mean? All this bullshit. No, Get McLean. Out of here. He's like he's McLean, like McLean. You, you know can what? Stay at my house. Hey, McLean. You know what? Sounds reasonable. Stay at my house there. Get over here. Stay at my house. Uh, I love making some deep I love dish. That, it's Christmas time. That, uh, Joanna Cassidy and Gene Hackman go to Dennis Franz and they're like, "Look, we're involved in an international conspiracy, an assassination plot. Our lives are in danger." He's like, "Why don't you just come over to the house? I'll, but, I'll kick." my kid out of his own bed. We're gonna make goes, some he's sausages. He's used to it. I made fine. some Italian beef and some hot peppers. Come over, we'll no. have a sandwich. We'll, we're do, gonna, we'll have a couple of beers. My family's I'm, my family's gonna be eating raw beef with spoons. I'm not even kidding. My favorite part of the whole movie well, I like the I like the diner shootout actually too. But it's the, awesome. But my favorite part is when they go to his it's house so and they're like just hanging out there and they're kind of moving in and all the kids are going around. It's kind of just like for a movie like this, a naturalistic scene where everybody's kind of just ch- chatting or whatever. Right. And he just goes, he just goes like to heck me. He's like, well, he's like kind of like all this you know serious stuff. And he goes like, hey, you want a beer? And he's like, yeah. And they just walk off to go have a beer. And I was just like, I don't know. I just like that for some reason that made me laugh. I'm like, you, you want a beer? And I'm like, well, this is a. That's it. Yeah, you wouldn't. I don't know. I feel like you, you don't see that shit in thrillers sometimes. Yeah. And, and I'm sure that I mean it's in other stuff, but it was just kind of like this weird for like few minutes. Like now we're in a different kind of movie. Hey, you want to go have a beer? And the two like Janet Cassie and the the his the wife, wife are like blah 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 talking, and the kids are ladies like, talk. You're just like I, I'm yeah. like I'm like what the fuck yeah. is going on? It's what movie? Very domestic what what fucking movie am I watching? All of us. I was like I was kind of surprised that the whole family doesn't get murdered by the bad guys. <laughs> I was I was happy that didn't happen because I was kind of like yeah, well, it's not, it's the not only thing I like. That kind of I'm movie. not. I'm not saying I no, wanted no, no. that to happen, but it, like when they go to his they house, do, it, I'm, I'm thinking of like Logan when they're like, "Hey, let's go hang out with that oh, nice yeah, farm right. family." It's like, don't well, no. go there. <laughs> you're gonna get that family it's, killed. It's, the it's, nicer it's they Chekhov's are, the more nice, they get it's, it's Chekhov's nice family. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, in in you know, it's every character Jack Bauer meets on 24. Right, exactly. You know, it's like these would be sad that, people. To that get thing. Killed. Obviously, this movie isn't as mean as some of that stuff, so it's like not gonna be like that. But uh, you know, I did keep worrying. Like, I mean, Dennis Franz does get shut up, but he yeah. doesn't die, which I which also made me happy. I don't know. I think I just liked him. <laughs> no, he gets he takes one from uh from that generic Chicago load cop that's in every Andrew Davis movie. But then he blows him away. Yeah, he kills the guy. <laughs> yeah. Dennis- oh no, that guy. No, that guy's the guy who's tricking him and telling him like, go meet this. Uh, yeah, yeah. Go meet yeah. your informant at this place, and then they blow that guy away. Dennis Franz is really good at. Well, Dennis Franz is just good. But I just he's, think he's, he's fun to this. watch. And I thought it was funny that he gets... Dennis Franz is such a good actor that when he gets shot... This is a thing that happens in a trillion movies. Someone gets shot in the shoulder, and we all go like, yeah, a shoulder, he's shot... He, a bullet went through his shoulder, he's fine. Yeah. He's... Pra- he's pra- it's practically nothing. And with Dennis Franz, because he's, he's a like, good ah, actor... God damn it. You're like, it seems like that really hurts. Like, that's a real problem for him. And indeed it is. <laughs> yeah. Because he got shot. I don't know. It just adds this, like, extra level that you wouldn't Sipowitz, ordinarily see. Sipowitz can get it. It's like, ah, man. This well, is this, is a, this is really going to mess with my heartburn later. <laughs> my doctor told me I couldn't get lead in my shoulder. I mean, this movie has one foot. Dr. Scholes. <laughs> this movie has one foot in those 70s thrillers, too, where, like, when, you know, sort of where, like, when bullets would hit people, yeah. it's like they are hurt or dead or whatever. So, like, I mean, a lot of these thrillers, like, 
it, from this pe- before this, or you know, people like people get shot a whole bunch, and yeah. then they're and then they're fine. Just like sometimes, walking around, sometimes they're, they're ambulatory and lucid. Sometimes they'll literally say that, like, "How's that?" They'll like point at a, bu- a bullet wound, and they're like, "It's fine." Yeah, <laughs> like it's so it's clean so through. It's fine. I'm all right. It's not clean, fine. clean through. And I mean, even if you get shot and it goes <laughs> clean through, you probably are like in shock or like in excruciating pain. And it went clean through your body, so yeah. it fucked up some stuff. Like, yeah. it didn't go, like, yeah, okay, good, the bullet's not in there, but, like, uh, it went clean through a, uh, at least an organ or some of your skin and muscle, which is going to hurt a and lot. as we all learn from Three Kings, when you get shot, even if the pockets bullet goes through the bile, bile. The, the gooey green bile comes out, and you're fucked. Yeah, so, uh, no, yeah, I, I don't know, uh... Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Dennis Franz obviously gets through this. Uh, you know, he just does his thing, and he's great the whole yeah. way through. Is that a? I also like. I also enjoy. Sort of enjoyed. Not enjoyed, but I thought it was like weird. There was like protests. There's like pro- peaceful protesters, and then Nazi protesters, and I was like, that's that's just happening right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is, I mean, it's a little different now, but it's like a you know the same kind of thing. You're like, well, also like I thought it was funny that there were protesters outside the peace meeting. Because mm-hmm. they had their signs like "We want peace," and then it's like the president and the prime uh, premier of Russia are meeting to uh, sign peace papers. And it's it's like, like "We want peace." And you're like, too. "Yeah," and the and the dude, the American president looks a wee bit like uh, George H. W. Bush as yeah. well. Yeah, he got, they got look lookalikes. But the, but I just thought it was funny. These people are like, "What are they?" I'm like, "What are you protesting?" That's what they're there to do. They're like, "We want peace," and the president and premier are like, "That's uh, what we're, we're doing." We're fucking trying. Right we're now. we're doing that. Oh oh okay. Keep it up. I good. We job. just wanted to protest something. Yeah, <laughs> we don't know why we're here. The not you positive know the, reinforcement. The, the Nazis, you know what they're doing because they're just fucking pieces of shit. Because they're Nazis. I'm always I, so amused like, by the they're by like there like, to be uh, bad. Cold War era thrillers that almost invariably involve American military officials who are like adamantly against any kind of peace with the with the enemy. It's yeah. like yeah. we are going to assassinate people and cause an international conflict just to make sure. That nothing good ever happens. War makes yeah. America strong. What do we? What happens if we don't have war anymore? I yeah. mean, we're Jesus. we're gonna be fucked. I and mean, it's and it's down to John Hurt and Thomas Rasulala in this one. Oh, Thomas uh, Rasulala. That's a name. He's a he's a black exploitation actor. Oh, okay, okay, good. And he's also he was like on Star Trek for a while, and uh, Pam Greer knows him. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I, I yeah, it's a. Uh, Oh, and then they're going to sign peace papers to... It's because it's pre-Cold pre, uh, War actually ending, just yeah. before. So, yeah. like... Uh, and I think company business was, like, written they before were, they that, were but it was... They were writing it, yeah. But then, then, then that happened, and they said kind of... Well, anyway, we'll get, like, to oh, no. we'll get, we'll get yeah, to that. Oh, no. We'll get to that. Yeah. But, uh, but this one was before that, so it's sort of like this... It's a lot of that stuff that like Cold War stuff when when they, when they address it directly like the, in these movies that were before that are, yeah. is like eh well that's not that's not what happens so it's kind of less <laughs> thrilling to like go like are they gonna sign these papers and I would what if that happened because then just that and it ended yeah. like a year later yeah well I know you guys are tired of me saying this but I wish there was more of the white supremacists in this. <laughs> Oh, I'm not tired of it yet. He shows up at the white supremacist place, and they and they all, they're like in an Elks Lodge or something right. like that. They 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 all they all get together in a beer hall, and the first time that we get and th- there is a picture. I mean, that is probably where they get. Well, together. you got to explain. You got to explain what the white supremacist thing in this is. Because, well, because like, it's a it's a they've got a patsy. They've got a well, okay. They've got an so Oswald. The, the the real guy that Tommy Lee Jones is pretending to be yeah. has been also selected by John Hurd 
to do a secret mission and go undercover with these white supremacists. Well, because... Because well, right. he's their patsy, mm-hmm. and when Tommy Lee Jones kills the president or whoever he's supposed to kill, they're going to shoot... They're going to kill this real guy and pin it on him. Yep. Yes. And so they have it all set up that it's going to, you know... Yes. It's very, very shades of JFK, yes. uh, you know, assassination stuff, where it's like, it's going to be this whole this whole setup where it's like, oh, this guy, and yes, he was involved with these neo-Nazis, because the, some of their other moles are like the the fake leaders of like the neo-nazi group so they're the ones talking to him so they would go on record going yeah yeah no he was at all these meetings yeah he was he was there he's in the march and yep. i kind of like that guy because he's such a fucking dope yeah and he seemed realistic honestly like he's got, yeah, he's dopey, yeah, he's dopey he's looking. Like, oh. and i also thought it was funny that he's like travel agency what a good uh what a, what a good cover because the americans that's their uh, that's their, their cover, cover on yeah the, uh, <laughs> <on> the americans <laughs> they, have cool. it, they run a travel agency but when they get into the beer hall and we see the white supremacist like headquarters uh, there is a picture of abraham lincoln crossed out <laughs> <laughs> like Abraham Lincoln. There's a dartboard of Abraham Lincoln in the back. <laughs> Boo, Lincoln. Boo. We're bad guys. And this is one of the things one of the guys is saying in one of his speeches, because uh, it's just sort of in the background. You don't actually see it highlighted. It's like, well, Gene Hackman's doing some business or whatever. Then someone's like, peace wagon. That's the same wagon my daddy used to haul fertilizer in. And it's got the same ingredients. <laughs> Your daddy used to haul fertilizer in a wagon? How old are you? Yeah. <laughs> okay. How old was your daddy? My, did, did your dad knock someone, knock your mom up when he was like eighty or fucking ninety? My daddy, when he grew up in the cobblestone streets of Victorian England, <laughs> dragging a wagon of excrement around. No, no domestic terrorist worth of salt would make fun of a fertilizer truck. Absolutely. That's where bombs. That's where come the from. bombs come from. Yeah. That's how you get the good bombs. But I have that anthem. Yeah, but in Nazis it. are shitty domestic terrorists. Well, they're all shitty. Oh, come on. <laughs> There's good people on both sides. Good people on both sides, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I like that. I like the one I like that. You wish there was more of it, though. There's a part where they clash and you know, all that sort of stuff, and it, it like kind of builds to a head. There's a pretty, like, the you, you see it. They do, where they like set the seeds of it, where like Tommy Lee Jones is check, checking out this area, yeah. where he's in, in in the end going to get the final shot off mm-hmm. uh, to kill. He's trying to kill the Russian, prim, uh, I believe so, yes, uh, president, yeah, <coughs> and that's going to cause war or some bullshit. Yeah, it's at least going to stop peace. We know that, right? Well, they just signed those peace papers, but now it's going to that's going to they're going to have to tear those up. Well, it's, it just seems like it's weird that the peace paper that the peace process would be like in viol- like violated in perpetuity because some neo Nazis. <laughs> Killed a communist. Yeah, it's like mm, you know, you know who the communists really don't like is the Nazis. Uh, you know, it but seems weird. But it's like very ironic because the area that, that Tommy Lee Jones is chosen. This is a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. Big Christmas movie. Christmas trees all up and down, all mm-hmm. this movie's ass. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the area that he chooses to take a shot from is like a Christmas display in Chicago that says "Peace on Earth." And he's like oh, shooting someone. It's 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 literally ironic. It's yeah. right above the uh, like the right near the L the, the L train. train station, which I believe is the same one from Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Mm-hmm. I kept thinking about that as I was watching this movie. Yeah, not that I was not that I like like was only wishing I was watching Planes, Trains, and Automobiles instead, but uh, you know sometimes. <laughs> Wouldn't it be really cool if you saw the guy, the characters from Planes, Trains, and Automobiles like zooming well, was, by? Oh, and like then they all everybody somewhere. like looked at. I the I want to see the characters from ER. Yeah, what is, was, that, was that asking too much? It is apparently. Well, this so would have been before that show wasn't though, even so. on at that time. No. So, yeah. it's still, yeah, I mean, still, <laughs> it's not like those, I, I, it's not okay, like those I, characters still, weren't alive. I agree. Valid. I agree. Still, <laughs> still, 
Still and all. And uh, then and then they find out that Tommy Lee Jones is going to shoot a guy from there, and they go there and shoot him, and it's over, and that's it. Yeah, uh, there's no, like, It's cool very anticlimactic. Because there's a cool scene, you know, and it's another one of those parts <laughs> where you're kind of like, here we go, this movie's going to... this is. <laughs> I, I like, again, I say I like this movie fine, but there are, like, a lot of feints where you're going, like, oh, here we go, and then it goes, like, no, no we're not going to No, never mind. That. Like, the cool action scene at the beginning, and then there's the scene where Gene Hackman and Tommy Lee Jones are first together after he, you know, he uh, uncuffs Tommy Lee Jones no matter what he does. Yeah. Now these cuffs are coming off. I don't care how crazy you are. And then <laughs> I, he, am a, I am part of a conspiracy to assassinate the rush from here. Let me get let me these get those, cuffs Before off you finish that set, let me just get these cuffs off of you. Uh, <laughs> but, but they're just like buddies really fast. It's really strange. And I, I was I really hoping it would be like them fighting the bad guys. Yeah. And they're really, and they're great together. They're both great actors yeah. and they they just have this this cool chemistry together. And Tommy, Tommy Lee Jones is like, he's in, you know, you know, he can do the really, the, yeah, yeah. The, where he's barely moving a muscle, but he can also do the live wire thing, and he's more like, hey, I'm a kind of a crazy guy, and I yeah. got weird beliefs and stuff, and he and he has like sort of <laughs> some, maybe, he's like saying some like maybe anti-American stuff. He's like, this is this is a thing that he says like, uh, military industrial complex has industrial complex has that flag waving world right by the balls, and he's like, you know, talking shit about yeah. that, and Gene Hackman's like, all right, buddy, whatever, let's let's get drunk and smoke <laughs> cigarettes together or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> And it looks like they're getting along, but then there's, a, and so you're kind of like, oh, is this going to be a thing where they become friends at the end? But there is a very portentous shot yeah. where Tommy Lee Jones is like, hey, maybe you and I are going to be buddies. And Gene Hackman's like, yeah, okay. And then he like looks away, and Tommy Lee Jones is like smiling, and then the smile fades, and he just <laughs> glares at him, and and it holds for like four seconds. You're like, okay, that's probably not good. Also, there's a part where Gene Hackman gets captured and just gets away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's handcuffed in a basement. And then the guy comes down and just like lords it over him. He gets real close. I'm gonna have to get in real close to rub it into you, buddy. Yep. That way, that way, yeah. and you'll be no able way, to get your hands on me. There's no way you'll be able to get out of here by getting me. Let me put my face one inch away from your face while I taunt you in your face. And that guy hates. Maybe I missed the part, but that guy hates Gene Hackman for some mm. reason, and it's never been everybody's like pointed got a, out why. Everybody's got a little bit of a beef with. Gene Ooh, Hackman. I can't wait to kill this guy I just met. <laughs> It's very strange. Stupid. And Gene Hackman like headbutts him, or sl- he slams his head against the pole, or some or something just like another, that. It's right. like another one of those movies where like the guy is supposed to be so awesome, and mostly it's because everybody else is stupid. <laughs> yeah, like he, he gets he gets he looks awesome because nobody else can do their job properly either. So he seems like relatively competent. Yeah, and and I also like because this is older Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman had been around this no. late late eighties, and he, he he what was in his. Late 40s, he's, early no, 50s? No, he was like 98 at this point. He's 98. Well, yeah. either way, he's certainly- He's always looks, been old. He certainly looks like he's too old and out of shape to be in any kind of military service other than behind a desk. Agreed. And uh, <laughs> he, he looks like he's 59. Let's put it- I don't know how old yeah. he actually is, but he looks like he's almost 60. <laughs> and he's like basically the action hero at the center of this. And you're like, man, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. This is what people want. I think he's asleep in this movie too, man. He is just like bored. Yeah, I, yeah. Gene Hackman not afraid money, to money job, money job, money job. Hackman. Yep. <laughs> I think that maybe all of these are a little bit money jobby. Yeah, certainly this one is. Yeah, for sure. But I don't know. He's he's he's. One I of like those. him in the other two. 
He's one of those guys that just is extremely talented. So even when it's sure. like completely shut off, he just like by reflex kind of creates a is at least a fun and watchable character. He, there, he, there are moments where he's good, mostly when he's with Tommy Lee Jones. I yeah. just like yeah, I just, I, I just like watching Hackman, and you're sort of like yeah, here's Hackman doing the thing. You I know, think, I think not- Joanna Cassidy's better in this than he is because she seems visibly annoyed by him at all points. <laughs> I would like to see. I wonder what Gene Hackman and Tommy Lee Jones were like together, because they're both. They like, were not can, sanctioned anybody's buffoonery. Yeah, they're both cantankerous old fucks, and they're but they're both really talented actors and stuff. So did, did did they like? Were they both just cantankerous towards each other, or did they like? Were they like? Maybe they were just fucking each other. What if they fucked each other? Oh shit! Just boning down. Hey, just honoring each other. I would have liked to have seen that. Yeah, I'd <laughs> like to. That should have been in the movie. And then they were like, "Hey Dennis, get on over it." Nah, I'm okay. I don't want to get involved in your little uh, your little experimenting over there. <laughs> hey, I'm married. I'm All a right? married man, okay? Just the facts, ma'am. I'm going to go make some more Italian beef. <laughs> <laughs> I got beef to make. Chipped Italian beef. <laughs> Yum. Jesus. Yeah, I'm behind on my beef quota. <laughs> I got to fill myself up to here this notch here with beef or I'm All the way up to there. All right. I'm only a quarter full <laughs> with beef. It's up to my necktie or it's no good. <laughs> I Jeez. wear a necktie at all times, even without a shirt. Likes beef. And who doesn't? I'm sure somebody. He's from Chicago. <laughs> He's, He's from Chicago. It. He wants Italian beef. The beef center of America. I come from the land of beef. Chicago. Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> the beefy city, they call it. <laughs> the windy the cow, wind, the beef windy, town, the windy USA, cow. the beefy city. <laughs> yeah, everybody's beefing all over. You gotta have special kind of shoes when you get to Chicago, so you don't slip on all the beef that just lines the, the lines the streets uh, there. But that's what's so special. Ah, uh, where the streets are <laughs> paved with beef. <laughs> paved with beef. <laughs> it's a <laughs> that place. Fucking stinks. <laughs> the windy, beefy it city. It's awful. <laughs> smells terrible. Smells and like the wind comes from people farting from eating all the beef. <laughs> Which is, you could also call that beefing. And just slip, really and just people are just covered slipping in beef juice in it. slipping on the beef all the time. <laughs> oh, it's weird that they don't address that in more Chicago movies, but you know, whatever. It's always the Not part that town. Andy God. Davis leaves out of every one of his movies. Goddamn beef streets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how come there's not a, a Chicago movie called Beef Streets? <laughs> <laughs> Michael Mann, what the fuck are you doing? That's a good name for a movie right there, if Beef Streets. If only the politicians weren't so corrupt in this town, we could get the beef we off these be streets. Beef Vice. But no. Thanks, Obama, literally. Beef Streets. Beef Streets. <laughs> get out of here and beef your street. <laughs> I got streets to beef. I can't fuck around with this anymore. <laughs> no more fucking around. It's time to go hit the beef streets. I get up every is. morning and I pave the streets with fresh beef. I'm sorry. There's beef all over the streets, Justine. <laughs> Maybe we could talk about all the beef we got together and somehow dispel all that heinous beef shit. <laughs> this is a hell of a digression, gentlemen. Uh, did we talk about how then Gene Hackman wins and shoots the guy? Yeah, that's all that happens at the end. It's a little. I, I then there's like no. There's, then there's like eight minutes left. And I'm like, what's going to happen? And it's just a long conversation with John Hurd, who then him and the Russian guy who's teamed up with, yeah. Uh, are in a limo and they get assassinated. They get assassinated assassinated at the very end, which I kind of thought was funny because it was sort of that thing where it's like they're the heads of this conspiracy, but also like someone else is more in charge. Because then they're like, well, what's their next move? And this guy goes like, why are you stopping? He's like, just a second. He like shoots both of them. And you're like, oh, so it's that kind of thing where like, well, these guys are going to try this again with other Different packages. 
Different packages. Another Which package. is always a fun. It was a. It was a fun. It's fun to end on a scene where people get shot. That's all. I'm Andy saying. Davis. All movies should end with people. Andy getting Davis shot. walks into the room. There's a whiteboard. He writes the package. Then he writes, he writes an, an S. S then he writes a dollar through. sign through the S. <laughs> and they were like, "That's it. Green lit." Uh, Speaking of that, the whole we were talking about, like the the, the people who want the war to go on, yeah. and that's their principle. This is some stuff that John Hurt is saying, kind of at the end in this confrontation. This is very funny. The the ending is so perfunctory. It kind of it's kind of amusing. Uh, but like you get the confrontation with Gene Hackman. Guy, I think you're you're shit, man, and what you're doing sucks, and blah blah. blah. Direct quote. <laughs> <laughs> and blah, blah. He says blah, blah, blah. I think you're shit. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Well, don't, you don't need to fill it in. I know, I know what you mean. Yada, yada, yada. But he's like, this is John Hurt going, if it wasn't for nuclear weapons, you'd be fighting Soviets in the streets of Washington. Yeah. We're in separate we're in separate armies, but you're in the, oh, this is Gene Hackman talking to him. We're in separate armies, but you're in the light now, and you're going to be scurrying for the dark, and I'm going to see that you get stepped on. Yeah. He screams at him, doing his his classic. And then he's just like, scream. "All right, see you later." And that's sort of where the scene ends. And it, but it looks like it's gonna kind of like end on that, and you're just kind of like, "Oh, because this is a this is a very yeah, powerful, yeah, and Gene, even Gene Hackman can't do it." But maybe he's in the future or whatever. But then it's just like there's there's 30 seconds left in the movie, and it's John Hurt gets into a car, and someone just turns around and shoots him. You're like, "Oh, yeah. well, well, okay. Well, there we go. Okay, yeah." I then was it, roll credits. I was thinking a lot about like, uh, no, no way out. Mm-hmm. While I was watching this too, just because it was sort of like that was a movie that took me by surprise because I hadn't seen it. You know, I'd always seen the covering. I'm like, yeah, this is, you know, this one of these generic thrillers. But then that has such a like fun mm-hmm. twist at the end and like how it turns that you're kind of like watching this going like, well, nothing like that is gonna happen in this movie. <laughs> no, this, is, this movie is not interested in being uh, that interesting. Or, no, or whatever. That movie does a much better job also of me knowing what the fuck is going on at any given time. Yeah. I mean, I was I was I didn't have trouble like following what was happening, but it does like it is sort of like you have to actually go like, okay, wait, so what what's going on? The okay, these guys are there. Okay. Mm-hmm. The neo Nazis are just a once you realize the neo Nazi thing, all that shit is just like a Yeah. A front, then you're like, oh, okay, so and as soon as you see John Hurd, you're like, well, he's the bad guy. Right. One hundred percent. Because he's like the guy in charge who's like a real stick up his ass, and you're like, Well, he's the bad guy. He's got guy. a really big hat. He's got <laughs> and he meets Gene Hackman at the beginning too, and is mean to him just for like no reason. Yeah. Hey, hey, you, you, I don't, you, fuck, fuck you, man. And Gene blah, like, blah, blah. Fuck you. We're like, all right, well, I guess that guy's a bad guy. Right, Let me get go. these cuffs off first. <laughs> hey, before you read me out, let me get the cuffs off this psycho. Jesus. Yeah. Any more uh, quotes? Yes. Uh, what was the? Oh, this is this. Uh, hmm. <laughs> well, say what you will about this. Uh, Gene Hack. This is what you were talking about. Gene Hackman driving around in a car with Joanna Cassidy. Mm-hmm. That is a lot of the movie. He's like, "Who are you sex? Who, how's your sex life? You fucking anybody? You fucking? Who are you fucking? Oh, so you are fucking. Uh, but this is at one point. Gene Hackman refers to someone to to a Navy person as a swab jockey. Uh huh. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's like an executive decision. They say that too. It calls He's, him a swabby. What is it? <laughs> Who are you dating right now? Some goddamn swab jockey? Yeah. It and means a, that means a Navy man. She's like, I know what it means. It's stupid to say. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then he she, she goes like oh it's been a while or like or something about it. it's been a while and uh, Gene, Gene Hackman goes what's a while and she goes it's a big mammal that swims in the ocean mm-hmm. she's got jokes that's not important right now she's got, but that's not important right now uh, and I would also <laughs> possibly I'd forgotten about this but are this you laughing maybe. about the white nationalists again you like really <laughs> there are these guys that think that. White people are better Close the, the borders. Ah, I'm laughing Travis, already. Travis can't stop laughing about Nazis. They're so funny. More of them. 
but there's a part <laughs> after Pam Greer uh, gets killed. Uh, you, you, we go to the cr- we see the crime scene where there's like mm-hmm. cop cars around and someone is taking a witness's statement and the witness goes, "She was a, this stunning yeah. black military officer." Yeah, <laughs> it was. That, I love that part too. That was that's my that's my second favorite part after the. You want a beer? Was do you see them say that or do you yeah, just no hear you them s- say no it? you see her and she's talking to the cops uh, and she uh, goes she goes she was and I think Joanna Cassie hears that too because she's like what and she's like she like, she was she was a stunning black military officer. I was just wondering if they had ADR'd it because it seems like the kind of thing someone would say so to make sure the audience knows who was supposed it, to be dead. It may have been ADR, but you I'm do see you do see the person like talking to the cops. Right, right. So I just, yeah, I was wondering. It may have been something where the camera's passing by and then right. as she's off camera, he goes, she was a stunning black uh, military officer. She looked a lot like that famous actress, Pam Greer. <laughs> yeah, she really seemed like she would have made her job as a model or an actress or something. I mean, she's a very, very attractive person. <laughs> I mean, they didn't do her any favors with her hair or whatever. You but know, it's and 1989. Uniform in this movie, but it's 1989. They can't even make Pam Greer look good for You're this movie. You're not allowed to look yeah. good in 1989. Not in the package, anyway. That was the motto of that year. Uh, ratings. Oh, oh, one other oh. thing I wanted to point out real quick. There was a funny part at the beginning, and it didn't go anywhere, but it was just where Tommy Lee Jones is on the L platform at first, and he's kind of looking for the place where they're going to, you know, mm-hmm. he's going to set up shop. And he's wearing, like, a red, uh, like, priest outfit mm-hmm. right yeah. and i was just like it just got me thinking about how people disguise themselves as priests and i'm like don't do that disguise like why do people disguise yourself as a person yeah, who's somebody not, who, you wouldn't who doesn't have a, like why would you disguise it's so funny it happens in movies all the time where people disguise themselves as a very specific job right that someone might be like hey you help me with this thing whereas if you're just dressed like right. a normal person no one's gonna fucking bother you at all look i'm not really a pilot i like just this, came here to drink exactly I, I keep telling you you fly boys crack me up i thought something might happen with that too where time you know he's like gets cornered but he's like oh come with me here and he has to kill somebody because he's like father hey, i'm father, I need- getting a divorce <laughs> yeah, exactly uh, don't do it i'm not actually a priest or whatever anyway that was just <laughs> hey this a- guy's not actually a priest call the cops <laughs> if, i'm just saying for, oh, all, no. for all you all you would be assassins out there just disguise yourself as a normal person yeah. don't don't wear a costume yeah also just disguise Disguise yourself as an assassin. Which is that way if somebody's like, hey, I need you to go over and kill somebody. You're like, like well, uh, I guess so. Uh, oh, okay. are you assassinating someone? I'm sorry. I'm like sorry. what, like Neo from the Matrix or no. something? No. <laughs> All uh, leather. Okay, ratings. Sylvester Stallone and uh, Antonio Banderas. <laughs> 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 okay, ratings. Uh, two Judds well, okay. for yeah. being mostly boring <laughs> and not having well. any good things that I liked. <laughs> uh, or from squandering a lot of potential, for sure. Uh, and Andy, da- like like any Andy Davis movie, uh, and I'm gonna give this zero Douglases. Yeah. Uh, no, that's true. I'll give it one Douglas for fucking Dennis Franz, because he's just such a slab of beef. Oh. <laughs> beef up to here. Yeah. No. Oh man. No. Uh, no Douglases, and I'm gonna give it ten out of ten. Terrible haircuts on <laughs> Joanna Cassidy. <laughs> that's really wild. Not, you wish it was a wig, but it's not. They it's just, not. They, they, just did, they did that. They just her. made her do God, that. They did this that. This is going to be recorded. There's a camera. Her. People and are going to see this. At the time, that was a that was a style at the time. I guess so. so. Yeah. Tied an underdoor belt. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give it three. This is just a, the platonic three Judd movie, as far as I'm concerned. It's not like particularly good, but I, it kind of delivered the basics. Like I was saying, it's just sort of like every you know every five. Eight minutes, there'd be like an action scene or an actor that I like, and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm watching. Here we go. Yeah. Then I would maybe lose interest a little bit, and they're like, oh, that was cool. Some violence happened. Yeah. Oh, an actor. You know, it's just yeah, just the ba- the real the real basics. That's yeah, that's exactly what I thought. That's what that's why competently generic. Like yeah. all the parts, all the parts are put together in the correct order, and it is what I guess it's supposed to be. Yeah. There you go. 
<laughs> there was there was violence. I like that. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Let's not make this anything special. Let's not try Let's too not hard. Let's not try anything here. Hey, let's hey, not hey. do anything fun. Hey, hey, look. We got to go get hot dogs down the street later. So let's just get these shots. Or are we going to go get some hot dogs? Put them, put them in the correct order and give everybody a movie that they can really sit down and watch and forget about a week later. <laughs> put some sport peppers <laughs> on that movie there, generous. partner. Forget about a day later. Fucking sport peppers and green relish on this fucking movie. <laughs> Huge tomato slices. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a fucking hot dog right there. I want the relish to be greener than a cup of Mountain Dew. And it ain't going to taste even close to what no. you think it tastes like. I want it to look like creme de mint with pickles in it. <laughs> and taste bitter as the ocean. I want it to taste like Jepson's Malort. <laughs> wow. Because I don't want it. That stuff's for stomach parasites. I don't want any of those parasites in my stomach. You're going to get that from a hot dog like the package. You live in a city made of beef, you're going to get some stomach parasites. I wish the package was a, now. Now I wish the package was a movie about them ordering a hot dog and the hot dog is the package. And the package, that would have been more and exciting. And the hot dog delivers uh, like a virus to a guy who's then loose in the city and they have to get I him. Think the, I know, think like the panic, hot dog. Panic in the streets, but with a hot dog. I think the hot dog is going to assassinate the Russian premier. That's oh, too silly. That's I don't too far. agree. I You've don't gone agree. Too far. Well, we're gonna have to take two competing movies. We'll release them on the same day, and we'll see which one makes more money. The American people will decide. <laughs> two movie, two hot dog related thrillers. Both called the package with the, the exact no, they're same. They're both called the package part two. Okay. Because <laughs> it's a sequel to this right. movie, a direct sequel. The open market will settle this. We're gonna get Gene Hackman the marketplace out of, of ideas. That's right. We're gonna get Hackman out of retirement for these movies. I don't. I don't he'll imagine be, he'll, he'll say he'll no. He's come gonna back. shoot him back. back yeah, how can he resist? This is right. finest hour. He seems like a pretty chill guy. Gene, I need you to follow up Welcome to Mooseport after all these years with the package part two. It's time. And the package co- part two. You've been two. coasting off of Mooseport for all for this time. It's time to come back. Uh, Prove yourself to us again. What uh, What is your... Sorry, uh, zero Douglases yeah. and 10 out of 10 Beef Streets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm going to give it uh, three also. I think it was just something I... I don't know. I just was like, fine. Fine. But I didn't, it's fine. I had nothing. Ag- I, yeah, just fine. And uh, zero Douglases because there's because not even not even anything, not, nothing at all. And uh, and I'm gonna give it. Uh, I mean, this should have been yours, but I'm gonna say not enough Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> Too few white supremacists. <laughs> uh, just I would say just enough white supremacists. Okay. All right. Is it? Is there? Is there such, is there such a thing here. as just enough white supremacists, or is it always too many? Like even if there's premises? one in a room, even if there's one Nazi in a room, it's probably too many. Oh, boy. If we're talking movies, there's never enough. But in real life, there's way too Always many. Too I, many. Mean, <laughs> I mean, sometimes there's never enough in like an Indiana Jones movie because you know that those Nazis are going to get mowed down by that's machine guns. Part, that's part of the fun. In a movie like this, you know that Nazis aren't going to get mowed down by machine guns, so it's kind of like, yeah, there's too many of these Nazis. What's, you know, all, played, they- all played by these tough-looking Chicago actors you've seen in millions of movies. Just stare, just glaring at you. <laughs> just glaring. <laughs> Just glaring wearing their brown shirts. Living on these beef streets yeah. for all these years. <laughs> on the beef streets. Speaking of beef streets. Oh, boy. And uh, the, the beefy years? streets of Berlin. <laughs> I guess. Where were, yeah. 1991's uh, company business. We uh, random accessed their computer with a digital sequencer, and I uh, slipped their computer virus. <laughs> what the hell? Sam and Peter, two guys on company business. This whole deal, you know, it's weird. Gotta admit that. So you don't know what you're doing either? No more than you, pal. For two very competitive companies. These people don't jump for us like they used to. You and me were servants. They were sent to close one last deal. Clean yourself up, you look like hell. What do you think? They look like a Ringo star. That turned into a hostile takeover. 
want to go anywhere with you. And when their bosses worked out a merger... I got news for you. You're being traded. Sam and Peter needed a retirement plan. I want to go someplace warm. What are you complaining about? It's not exactly a golden parachute, but there is definitely a pension. Wow! Starring Mr. Hackman yet again, Mikhail Baryshnikov. That's right. R- written and directed by Nicholas Way Meyer. Way to go, Baryshnikov. Who, who you might know from The Wrath of Khan. Mm-hmm. Wow! Well, this guy directed The Wrath of Khan. He, what else he, has he done? He wrote a he wrote like a ton of stuff. This guy's uh, after, after my, this, but he this guy's did, after my heart. He got he broke he, he blew because a, he wrote he, uh, the Seven Percent Solution. And yeah, he directed a bunch for a while, but he has mo- I think since like the early nineties, since like around this time, he like has just been a writer. Yeah. He wrote the wow. Human Stain. Yeah. <laughs> what? Wait, what? The Philip yeah. Roth adaptation. Oh, yeah, he, he wrote, wrote the ad- okay. Yeah, not the book. Like I'm pretty sure Philip Roth. But uh, well, some other stuff. Some Philip other good Roth stuff isn't a too. screenwriter though. <laughs> he also did Star know. Trek Six: The Undiscovered well, Country, which is also a good one. This guy's great. Yeah, do do more <laughs> stuff. What was his name again? Nicholas Meyer. Nicholas Meyer. Okay, well, if he hadn't picked up from uh, my context clues, I enjoyed the shit out of this movie. <laughs> I thought this, this was, was okay. Awesome. I I also thought this movie was. Uh, was straight down the middle, okay, yeah. and I was entertained for the most part. And what we're, I guess, we'll just the elephant in the room is that the movie doesn't have an ending. No, it just stops. The movie just stops, and it really, it really hurts them. I think it hurts my because I was enjoying it the whole time. I found it kind of a lark. It's yeah. kind of, it's kind, kind it's of a bit a, more of a comedy than anything else. It's absolutely it's, a lark. It's a bit of a comedy, but it's like it's not that comedy <laughs> where it's like uh, it's not like Spies Like Us or something where it's no. like a, where it's like a no. Goof. It is a, it is a spy movie, it but, a spy it, movie it's but it's a funny it's, one. It's very funny, and like yeah. the two leads are like it's, a bit it's like are charming. It's very light. They yeah, have great funny. chemistry. Yeah, and so the they whole movie, do. the whole movie, I'm like, this is a fun movie. Like well, for what we didn't when we didn't get Gene Hackman and and Tommy Lee Jones together in this, this movie sort of makes up for it a little. Because uh, it's like because him and Bershnikov are really good, and uh, Heckman tried to back out of this movie like two weeks before they ended up shooting it, just because it got pushed back and he didn't want to do it anymore or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, so he's basically being forced to do it, and he's kind of seems like he's still having a good time. Yeah, he's, he's a good guy. Right. He's, he's not like, guys. but he's not like sleepwalking through it. Like you'd think, like a guy who's like, I don't want to do this, then they're like, you have to. And Hackman could just show up and be fine, but he yeah. actually seems like he's kind of enjoying himself a and little. Like I said, like even even in the he's like one of those like Burt Reynolds performance in Boogie Nights sort of guys yeah. who will just be like, I don't want to be here. I hate my life right now. I'm mad at all of you. Action! Oh, I'm doing, and he just does a good job. Like he can't not do a good job. Right? Think. It's fucking Gene Hackman. He's pretty talented. Also, he's he's incompetent in this movie, but that's part of the joke. That is that's, totally that's part, of, that's the part thing. of the point. Yes, that's it's, in this movie. He's it old. is pointed out that he is like over the. Well, hill. the original title of the movie was apparently supposed to be Dino. Dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah. But then and, Disney and had the dinosaurs yeah. TV had, show. Yeah. They had it. They had a <laughs> trademark. Right. They That's had true. a trademark, so they, they had, had to change the name. What? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, so in this movie, Gene Hackman plays. Oh, he uh, also directed Time After Time. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Fun movie. Which is a really good movie. If you I haven't don't know seen if it. I've seen that. That's, That's the, the one, one where uh, Malcolm McDowell plays H.G. Wells, who goes forward in time because he really did build the time, build time machine from the time machine. He spills the time machine. Jack Ripper, Jack the Ripper, steals the time machine and goes forward in time. So H.G. Wells has to chase him to the future, and then he uh, 70s San Francisco. And then he romances Mary Steenburgen. Have you never seen that? I, I'm gonna watch it now. It's, it's awesome. It's super fun. Yeah, good Nicholas, movie. He also Nicholas directed Meyer, the day after. Yeah, the TV movie. Volunteers. Oh, the, the Ooh, Volunteers is great. The day after the the one mm-hmm. about the nuclear mm-hmm. war yep. that, that inspired President Reagan to meet with Gorbachev. Mm-hmm. And the last movie he directed was <laughs> That's uh, really true. was a, movie, a TV movie called Vendetta in '99. And then he just and then he has a ton of writing credits. He wrote like the like, Deceivers with Pierce Brosnan. Tons of TV cre- uh, writing credits and stuff after oh, that. Nicholas Meyer, you yeah. did good. Anyway, Summersby. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> That's a remake. Uh, but he wrote. Right. But he wrote the. Yeah. yeah. So anyway. Anyway. Sorry. I just. Uh, God bless him. Uh, Summersby. We should do that on the Patreon. <laughs> really? <laughs> no. Just, People have been clamoring I was for just, it. I was just, uh, whatever, whatever that pops into my head, and with, like somebody's like, "Oh, he wrote Summersby." <laughs> it's like a movie that time forgot. Like, the ones that I when's get the last time anybody mentioned that movie? To just, you? just the a request. Few, did, did I, I mention? Did ago, I mention yeah. a few minutes ago? Just, just a second. Oh, ago, I, for, yeah. I already forgot. Wow. Summersby. Much like the character in Summersby forgot about his life or is conning her. Who fucking remembers Summersby? Anyway, he's, he's an imposter. Right, right. And then we do with the Milagro Beanfield War. Ooh. Another one that people have been demanding. At play in the fields of the lords? <laughs> yeah, wow. baby. Children of a lesser god. One night at McCool's. Can we do the river with yeah, Mel Gibson? You better believe we can. <laughs> let's just let's just really yeah, get let's into do some Mrs. Soffel. Oh <laughs> man. Can we do Cold Comfort Farm, too? You fucking better believe it. We're going to do the human stain. Cold Comfort Farm, Cold Creek Manor, and uh, Cold as Ice. There you go. No, it's well, Cool as Ice. Cool as Ice doesn't Shit. work. Fuck. Well, there's got to be another one with cold in it that we're not thinking of. Batman well, and Robin. Everybody yell at us about it. Cold. Don't. We've, well, we've blocked out our next uh, several months of uh, Patreon movies, there, so that's exciting. <laughs> company, okay, company, so business. company business. Company business opens with a kind of a funny scene, well, I guess. Well, he's a, he's a, <laughs> Hackman is a retired spook. He's a CIA, ex-CIA. Yeah. And now he does, like, corporate espionage. Yep. And so he's- And he's, and he's also over the hill at that. And he's over the hill at that. And so at the beginning of the movie, he is attempting to steal some secrets for a, for a cosmetics company. Full cat burglar And we style. actually don't see him in the beginning. It's no, just it's like clearly, a cat burglar. And, and it's clearly not Hackman. They do it. They well, actually do a hilarious like stuntman transfer in this. Because yeah. mm-hmm. he breaks into this building, steals some stuff. He's and got it's a little all, spy like camera. The, he's taking pictures of this like cosmetic company's uh, yeah. secret formula. They might as well stuff. be playing, the, and they might, for all I remember, play the like... No, it's uh, it's 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 Michael Kamen, yeah, and it's it's like totally it's totally like riffing on the Lethal Weapon score. So you said Lethal, I felt it sounded way more dieharddish, but same it's guy. Dire. I thought it was diehard. It's but diehard and Lethal Weapon they sound very similar too. Because I remember Travis and I did a short one called Born to Die, and I was sampl- yeah. all the music from it I sampled was from Lethal Weapon and Die Hard, and I was like, Boy, this is, is the same fucking score. Yeah. Sure, like does when blend I, together well. Like when I, yeah, yeah you it can, absolutely you can put does. those together, and it's the same the same thing. It's just yeah. anyway, it was just Die Hard doesn't have as much. Saxophone. I was like Michael. I said Michael Kamen. I was like, that's true. This doesn't have as much saxophone. But when I was watching, I was like, I was like, yep, this is definitely Michael Kamen just. Going like oh, yeah. just just fucking going like, uh, change this note. Yeah, yeah. All right, can I get my paycheck? I'm going like to his, go home now. It's like his score for a <laughs> he did a Bond movie, License to Kill, which is very. It's like oh man, I just got the diehard stuff really? here. That's yeah. awesome. I mean, it, it, and it's not the music's not bad. It just is very very mm-hmm. much like that. Yeah, I, I, I like I like that stuff. So it was cool. That I was nice to hear here. So I liked it. It's, it's great. fine. It's just fine. Michael yeah. Michael Kamen saw and kicked ass. Yeah. Uh, so, so it's a little, it's like a little capery, a little jaunty. Yeah, you know. And so he, and so he gets his thing. He gets his pictures. His his, his spy is his spy but he almost mission gets busted. is complete. Hops over a fence and then like, and, and there's clearly Gene Hackman ain't hopping over a fence at this point. No, it's a Texas. Hops switch. over a fence and then rolls down a hill and then just out of frame and then Gene Hackman pops up. Yeah, it's a pulls off, he pulls off the mask. Like, Classic. Oh Whew, that was me. But classic. it was like a clumsy stunt where yeah. the guy falls over the and you're kind of like, this guy shouldn't be doing this anymore. It's yeah. a classic. Texas switch. Then yes. he goes. He goes to the. He's waiting out in the the room, and it's like him and three other people who've like also stolen these secrets. And some kid next to him, he's like a fucking nerd, got on got some, some egghead, some, some nerd goose egg, some nerd kid got on the computer and stole it that way. Yeah, and he's like, oh man, and, so, and, you and know, Gene he's Hackman's, too, he's too and Gene Hackman's pictures didn't turn out. <laughs> right, so They're he's all got messy. these blurry photos because he was. Gene Hackman really big ups this kid because <laughs> he doesn't know this kid at all, and he's like, hey, can you get me a coffee? <laughs> 
The kid's, the <laughs> this kid kid's go, an idiot. The kid goes, sure. Sure, old man, I will get you a cup he's like, of coffee. He's like, he's like I'll, hold, I'll hold your secret files for you. Would you do that? I'm, no. If an, old, just, if an old guy was like, Sonny, I can't move so good, can you go over there well, and get me a cup well, of coffee? I think it's now, a learning experience an for old, this kid. An old, old, old guy? Sure, but Gene Hackman's not like... Yeah, Gene Hackman looks spry. He looks... He doesn't look like... He could get his this own kid's, fucking This coffee. kid's a real nice guy who's like he's a wad. He's a wad. His he name is probably Kevin. He's a total load, but like I'm not saying he's not. I'm just saying that like he learned. And after this, he learned never to trust old people again. <laughs> and I'll that is a, that is an important lesson that we must all learn. Uh, so Absolutely. I mean, you know, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying he's young. We can't hold that against. Him. If he was like a, a middle aged man, I'm not holding anything against the kid. If he was I'm a middle aged man who was like, yeah, dude, and you're like, fuck this guy. That guy should have known better at this point. But this kid, you're like, you're like, hey, he's just being nice to an old man his mom told him to do that oh, fuck that's nice like that's like telling him oh, no, he stole that, my computer printouts this is like telling a stranger where you live it's exactly. just like don't talk to strangers don't get old people coffee absolutely never and it's no. pretty funny because hackman gets up you in got front these, of the you got board. these women that are pretending to be like old and frail so that they used to, they'll get somebody to help them cross the street no cross your own fucking street don't do it they can totally cross the street they can totally cross own. the street alone it's totally bullshit the it's bullshit <laughs> yeah Absolutely, and it's one of the biggest conspiracies gold going on right now. layabouts. I can't cross the street. Do your own. Do your own work. When I I'm a senior, everybody needs to respect me. Yeah, and they're always like, back in our day, and then they're like, help me out, and you're like, well, which is it? Yeah, exactly. Which is it? Are you so did fucking you, tough? Did you that, pull like- yourself up by your bootstraps, <laughs> or do you need help crossing the street? Back in my day, the seventies. <laughs> Nobody gives a shit anymore. Uh, we're old just too. Just hurry up and <laughs> just hurry up and start dying. We need you to decompose so plants can grow out of you. Am I right, people? Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. We need to, we need to thin them out. God damn it. <laughs> There we got beef streets. Uh, we got uh, our treatise against old people. We're checking. We're checking off all the boxes. Old here. people, in my opinion, old people are. And I'm not saying this is because I think it's. I think it's okay to make fun of old people. Yeah. I think uh, it seems to me that old people, the elderly, are the last demo that you can. It is okay to pick on because we're gonna be there. I guess so, but I mean, it's like we're lucky. You know, think of all of the think of all of the horrible shit that you used to make fun of when you were a kid that you're no that is no longer acceptable. You can't say that anymore, right? And rightly so. <laughs> but you, it's still like you, you you're, can't say that you're not going to run into too many people who are who are like, hey, take it easy on the olds. Like it's everybody still hates them. It's okay to make fun of them. I yeah. st- I feel like this is the last socially acceptable thing. I think it's important to point out that the very very old people are also very very lucky people because they're still here. <laughs> they made it. You know, they fucking made it. And every you're gonna, in the words what? of Conan we're gonna, O'Brien, we're going to give you the fucking business. Call I'm, it an unfair generalization if you must. <laughs> old, people, old people are no good at everything. I'm, false teeth speak false truths. I'm, exactly. I'm uh, going to Montana tomorrow to celebrate my grandfather's mm-hmm. 100th birthday on Tuesday. Unkillable. Amazing. Kevin's unkillable grandfather. The luckiest man who ever lived. A hundred. <laughs> man. So probably the oldest lucky. man ever. No, I don't think. I think it's the biggest recorded age. Yeah. It's 100. actually the biggest recorded number. I don't think any, there was there was a number that high before. Yeah, no, nope, there's no number. I don't know higher. what comes after 100. I think 99, and we'll then find, I didn't. We'll know. find out next year when he's still alive. I be, I keep finding out these new numbers <laughs> as Kevin Scrippa gets older. <laughs> well, then, I don't know what the next one. I have no fucking clue what it is. I don't know either. <laughs> so I hope he makes it to the next. It's one. It's just exciting for everybody. Yeah. Uh, you, know what else is exciting? you know what else but is exciting for everybody? 
This whole podcast talking about old people. Okay, so much as we might want to. So old man Hackman cucks this kid. He uses his. He uses his. uh, Can we say that anymore? Yeah, he can't even say that. He cucks. He uses his. uh, He uses his pronouns to like for this thing, and then he and then he and then it cuts and then it cuts to him like. Like having waking up, sleep, having slept with the lady in the room. He yeah. like he like not only did this guy steal this kid's uh, printouts he and like owned the secretary. The, he, the secretary looks at him. And she's like, "Hey!" And then it just cuts to them in bed together. And you're like, "Damn, yeah. oh, this is gonna be this it. kind of movie." Okay, he's laying pipe. So you know, and so let's remember that when when it's ratings time because she does. You do see her boobs. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. saying. So we, just so we don't because there's well, not much. About, there's not a, much else. That's about it. But I think that's important to factor into our, our final grades. Uh, um, yeah. And then he gets called in by by Kurtwood Smith. Kurt Kurt Smith. This is why it's Kurtwood Smith and Terry and Terry O'Quinn. Fuck man. Who I uh, guess is the villain in this movie, but although it's it doesn't get settled, not really that sure. So it's no, a, it's, there's not. a similar thing to the last movie where like right. he's, he's sort of the John Hurd guy who's behind all this machinations. Right. And I think at the end, it's supposed to him. He's supposed to get got. Right. by a thing that Brishnikov did or got right. or whatever. Or but, at least he'll be exposed. But we like, yeah, exactly. Like, he's not going to get shot in the back of a car like in the last not movie. Not in this movie, no. But like, Nobody also, nothing's, also nothing's going to happen. You, It's like, basically, go, they go... Well, we'll get there. We'll get there. I know, but Brishnikov it's just, pirouettes into it, death. It's important. It's, I just feel like it's important to point out that like all there's all this stuff happens in this movie and then it and kind none of, of it gets resolved. doesn't get resolved because... Uh, they don't end the movie, but so he but he gets <laughs> called in by his old CIA bosses, Kurtwood Smith yep. and Terry O'Quinn, who's military. He's Pentagon, and uh, and they want him to go and do a prisoner exchange in Berlin for uh, a Soviet spy that they have captured, or ha- that has been in American prison for seven or eight years, mm-hmm. and they want to exchange him for the, for this U.S. guy, this U.S. The, prisoner. It's the famous one who was. Who's shot down? Isn't it from like? No, it's not supposed to be that guy. Because they look at the. Because it's like a guy who's been there for years. Yeah, but it's, it's not, like one. Of, it's like one of the. You, it's like one of the spy plane guys. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's supposed well, to be the same guy, but it's like supposed to be that situation right. where he it's was that, shot down it's in the sixties. Definitely 60s that situation. Or, he was and, shot down in like the sixties. Right. And had, but it's not the literal actual guy. Right, it's right. a made up guy. And then, but also there's a there's a subplot that you I keep hearing about in the background of a missing professor. American professor. So that's the uh, classic mode of, uh, of exposition is Gene Hackman is driving his car, listening to the news, and he's hearing <clears throat> a very pertinent story. Yeah. This movie was... So they want him yeah. to go and exchange Mikhail Baryshnikov and $2 million for this American uh, this American espionage guy, right. spy. Gene and Hackman's like, why take the battleship Missouri out of mothballs? He like, doesn't know why yeah. he's such an old, why old man. Is and they basically tell him this? it's like because you're off the book and basically expendable. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. They're going to pay him a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, he picks up Brizhnikov in jail, and this is a wonderful scene. There's a bunch of like hilarious ADR of prisoners yelling at him yeah, as he's yeah. leaving. Yeah, it's really weird. And they're going like, oh, send that guy back. Ooh, we liked him. Where's he, so where are you weird. going? But then there's a really funny part where there's like a pause and all the sh- shouting, yeah. and then you just hear someone go, your mama. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, got him. And Hackman, got him. Hackman one, one immediately on has a terrible habit of just like letting this guy do whatever he wants. Because he, he goes into his cell and he's like, they have like a little banter about like, so you're gonna set me free? What are you doing? Like, you know, what do they want me out here for? And it's like, you know, it's I've been just in jail. like the package. They're immediately friends. They're immediately kind of pally with each other. And then Hackman is just like, all right, let's go. And he opens the cell door and walks away. 
Yeah. Okay. And then he leaves him alone at the airport. He's like, hey, I got to go do a thing. You just wait don't here. Don't leave. He goes, don't leave. You stay right here. And then he like goes away and then comes back. And of course the guy's fucking gone. And I mean, at least- Again, in- like I said, this is the second movie in a row where Gene Hackman is just like, let a guy go at the airport. Because yeah. who, who could possibly get away? Who and, could possibly get at away? At the very least in this What's one- What's Marijanikov going to do? He's not spry. At the yeah. very least in this one, like it's set up that Hackman is basically like- Not that good at his over job. It. It's yeah. not that he's not good at his job. He just doesn't care necessarily. He's sort of like- and he's sort of like I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, this guy. He's not. You do get go the anywhere. feeling that if he did fail at this and mission, also, it would just be sort of like, eh. <laughs> and also, <laughs> eh, he, I lost him. What do you want? Also, he's like, why? And also, in this guy's case, he's like, why wouldn't you? He's like, well, he's. It's the thinking I think is also like, why? Why would this guy run away? He's right. going back. He's going home, and he's going away from being in prison. So why would this guy? Why would this guy fucking run right. away? He doesn't know the the details, so he's probably just assuming. Sure, this guy wants to go back to Russia. Yeah, exactly. This is a trade, and it works for him. It works for us. Exactly. Yeah. So I, there's. Uh, I do like when he when because Mikhail Bereshikov obviously splits, uh, but he does it to fuck with Gene Hackman. Yeah, yeah. he's not actually. And then when Hackman comes back, he's like, "You motherfucker, you you ran away from me." And he's like, "What'd you expect me to do?" <laughs> why did you? Yeah, though it is at least pointed out in this movie. Yeah. Why? That's I enjoyed that part of this movie. That yeah. like after the package, I was like, "God damn it again!" Oh, okay, it's supposed to be like this. I found the plot of this movie confusing actually, but I did I, I like them together, which yeah. is a lot of the movie, and so I liked any of the parts where they were like, "Yeah, I love that." But grudgingly, they're, they're like just fast friends, and that's it. They're fast it friends, looks like but they really also did like shoot this in Germany too, because it looks really good. I think good. they did it, shoot it. I in mean, Germany, the, the, yeah. the, 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 the train place? stations look legit. I mean, spoiler for the end, but they shoot the ending all all that's up and Paris. down the the, well, the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's ama- it looks incredible. But we'll get to it. Uh, okay, so then they're going to make this prisoner exchange in the uh, subways in the in the U-Bahn. Yeah. In in Berlin. And, East Berlin. Uh, in East Berlin, yeah. that's correct. Is this? this oh, we, there's the scene where they drink alcohol together. Well, yeah, the Sparka. They they go get oh, right. they go get drunk on this stuff that Mikhail Baryshnikov likes Starka. called Sparka. Starka. 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 And and Gene Hackman constantly mispronounces it as Storka and Stinka and yeah. like all kinds of other shit. Funny. And they, they, like, is this a real thing? <laughs> yes, I looked it up. I've never had it. Can we get some? Well, we probably shouldn't. It is Russian. Uh, we can't support them right now. I would but like it is, some it is a, but I mean, if it's already liquor. over here, right? They're no, it's not. I, I looked at well, I don't know. I How looked do you it make, up. On, can we make it? I look. Yes, <laughs> I am making some in my bathtub right now. Yeah. Hopefully, Woo-hoo! it's done by Pris- tonight. Prison Starka. I'm gonna go take a swim in your bathtub real quick. <laughs> I would like to try Starka. <laughs> if anybody, if anybody knows where I can get some Starka or wants to provide me with some, I'd like to try it. Yeah, I looked it up at Total Wine and more, and they did not have it. Okay, and that's you know the the big clearing. Total Wine. It's total. It's total. They've got everything, and it's and it's like a brown liquor of some kind. I, oh, I looked brown. it up, and, and immediately I'm very intrigued. By and it. like, so and they, brown. and he's like, it's not as good as Stoli. He's he, he Hackman's Hackman's like, it can't be as good as Stoli, and he's like, it's it's not. I just prefer it, which I thought was a really good line. <laughs> but then, but like he, he he like he has a whole like a uh, tray of these different boozes arranged. Yeah, to he's find like, that's the Starka. Yeah. And then he takes a sip out of a sip out of it, and Michael Mikhail Gorbachev goes, "Do you like it?" Mikhail and he goes, Gorbachev. <laughs> Well, that's gonna be happening. I come to give presents for warming of house, <laughs> local oaf, uh, by uh, Barishnikov. Yeah, it's such a like a sarcastic. It's like Einstein. Like if someone trips, you're like good job, Barishnikov. <laughs> so it seems sarcastic. But it's actually when you're him. Calling this you forget that he's a real guy. That he's actually pretty fun in movies. He's good. He's not in a lot of them, but he's like really. He's like a charming dude. And he got an Oscar nomination for his first movie, White Knights. Yeah. And he's very good in Sex in the City. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. He's sure. I can only assume that's correct. He was good. Uh, but anyways, like Gene Hackman takes a sip of this, and, and Barishnikov goes, yeah. uh, "Do you like it?" And Gene Hackman just like looks at the guy and goes, "Give me a bottle of this." And yeah. You're like, "Yeah." And then they this just is great. they just drink a bottle of it. And they drink a bottle, and then the next day they're just buddies, and they have really great chemistry, and yep. like, they do real bantery banter too. There's a lot of just like, 
You're like, and that's Bar- fun. Barishnikov no, they're is, each is, other. is like the funny one. Yeah. He's the funny. He, he's like a wild card character because yeah. he's he clearly likes Gene Hackman, but he's also can't tell. He never feels like and he he's can totally tell him got the whole his own truth. agenda. Yeah, he's a total spy himself in his own regard, and he's got his own agenda. Yeah, and, and only until like the very end does he sort of feel comfortable enough with Hackman to kind of tell him what's fully going on yeah. and stuff. It's really awesome. Uh, and Hackman's is is great in this sort of like. He know he knows that he doesn't know fully what's going on, and but he's kind but he of kinda funny about care. it. Yeah, yeah. It's, well, it's and also really, he, he it's kn- really breezy, and I just yeah. I thought yeah. it was great. He doesn't know what's going on, but he knows that. I mean, he trusts this guy for the most part. They just yeah, he trusts they that more than he trusts the suits. Exactly. Yeah, they only the suits are, well because they're, they're, they're both the, operators. Well, because there's the meeting in the. Uh, in the subway, yeah. Uh, they Hackman sees the guy that they're bringing over. He's like, "That's not the guy." Yeah, yeah. that's not the he guy. He recognizes him as the picture of the he, professor. And with, then he remembers he beard. saw this weird guy at the airport before. He's like, "Oh wait, holy shit! This is what's gonna happen." There's a whole gunfight. Also, uh, they're getting the their their CIA contact in East Berlin is Daniel Van Bargen. From of course. Like, he's like in Oh Brother Where Art Thou. I mean, oh right, he's the he's yeah, yeah. the uh, the, uh, the, yeah. the the basically the devil prison guy. He's in no Brother he's the Art guy Thou. that's J.K. Simmons and Ted Levine in one person. <laughs> yeah. The law is a human institution. Yeah, uh, that but that, I like that scene. The scene in the subway is pretty cool. Uh, yeah, because it's just like they, it, it it devolves into a gunfight pretty quick. But I like also like they block they block, one of the bullets is blocked by the by the like case yeah. full of two million dollars. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I like little touches like that. All <laughs> and then, and like, so and so they run back to the train. Gene Hackman's like figuring out how to work the train while they're shooting at him. Yeah, Brizhnikov goes dancing out. He does a little spin, <laughs> and then he starts shooting back. And this is when it's kind of like, oh, this guy also knows how to handle himself. Yeah. And then the train takes off. He jumps back into the train again, and, and then they're and and then now they're just totally off the rails as far as the mission's concerned. Kurtwood Smith's going, you're going the wrong way, and he, now he can't trust anybody. And essentially, at this point, he's got the CIA and like the KGB. They're, the K- KGB are after both of them, yeah. and they're in Berlin for the time right. being. Eventually, we end up in, in Paris. But I love this kind of shit. Where yeah. Like, where it's breezy, but it's it's intense. and in, Theoretically, it's intense, but they're both still being funny about it I the mean, whole way through. I think I just, I wish that the movie were like, had more of a, like, it doesn't feel. It feels like there's a lot of that stuff, but then I'm also like, what's going on? And the movie's kind of like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, you I'm know in, what I mean? Like, there's no like. I don't feel like it's like you know. It, it has the energy of something like Sneakers, but Sneakers also has like a, a Cracker Jack plot that I can follow. And this one, I was kind of like, what's happening? A lot of the movie, and then when it reveals, it's like, D- is that what's going? And, and by the end, you're like, well, so wait, did it? Because well, it doesn't have an ending. It, it's it's yeah. it's very light and breezy and loose, and then it turns out because they didn't have a really good script, it yeah. was like an unfinished script <laughs> that they started shooting with because they had to rewrite it on the fly because the Cold War ended. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's all about the Cold War. And it's all about the Cold War. And then at the end, it's like. Uh well that plot that you were kind of not following too well uh, we didn't get to finish that anyway so <laughs> it doesn't matter right so that I mean that so that part of it was like it's disappointing yeah because I was I was really into it and then like at the at the point where it stops I was like oh shit what's gonna happen yeah. I don't remember I'd seen this before but I didn't remember any of that but there's fun stuff where they more to make them stop they're gonna yeah. they're trying to escape and he he like turns like uh, Bershnikov loose he's like ah whatever I'm gonna go to go to my safe house he's like no, I'm, Bruce, not, Bruce I'm not going to your safe house. he's like I'm not going to your safe house he's like he's like ah whatever I'm going there and then uh, Bershnikov shows up there after a while and then he's like he's like look I couldn't let you go in there by by yourself and he and Bershnikov's like don't go don't go over there don't ring that doorbell yeah and I love this man. this scene this is, is great is where Bershnikov's like shooting at the doorbell. And I mean, he misses like a couple times, and then he That's like a tough shot. 
and then he and then he shoot and then he shoots it and the fucking place blows up because they were the gonna because they were gonna you know eliminate yeah. Hackman to yep. like you know they're tying up loose ends here and so that's when he realizes fuck my those guys are against those guys are the bad guys yeah my Every, guys everybody's the, against my us. guys are the bad guys so now it's uh, now it's you and me teamed up pal and yeah. uh, at a certain point they end up at a drag <laughs> club in Berlin. There's a great scene before where, that. Though. Where, by the way, they're just singing songs from cabaret. It, well, it looks exactly like cabaret. I mean, too. I guess that's it's supposed like a, to be basically a, a cabaret. The joke, drag but also it was a cabaret was like, reference. I, I guess I was like, <laughs> "What are you doing?" Yeah, it takes place in the real world, I guess. Yeah. But but there's also a great scene where they go to get like fake IDs from a guy, and then Kurtwood Smith and the other guys are like, "Who who do we still have that like operates over yeah, there yeah. that Hackman would know?" And they find they find the guy. So you know, it's so it's one of those things where they like, they just got out of there in time, and they come and toss the place and they've tied yep. up the dude and put him in the bathtub and stuff with and a then, light bulb in his and mouth. then they, they toss the whole place and then they leave and then it like uh like hackman and bershnikov come out of the wall they're in the they, murphy they, bed they like hurt they, but they but they're like inside of it so they didn't yeah. even they tucked them, themselves, cut themselves into a murphy out of bed. it it's so great i love i like stuff like that and too where it's like they happens. were there the whole time so funny <laughs> and this is the kind of movie it is is when they flop down out of the murphy bed after they were hiding they go was it like one of them goes was it good for you too that's <laughs> yep. like the, it's like a lethal weapon style banter i mean i'm sure that's what they were aiming for mm-hmm. uh but it's not as like intense it's more more breezy than it's more like a later lethal weapon movie or something like that right yeah uh, one of the good ones. One of the <laughs> There's some stakes later Thank on, you. but it's like so, but it's like kind of convoluted, and so I wasn't like sure what the stakes were. <laughs> There's I, a thing with Pershnikov's daughter. Well, we don't know. We don't know it's his daughter. I think she until later. Doesn't, it, no, we, no, we don't know that right away. Oh no, we don't know that right away. Because Pershnikov basically, in one way or another, is like lies about everything as it's going along. Yeah, yeah and yeah. Uh, and so he's like, yeah, that is a girl that she was. She's my lover or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, he's, and, and he Gene Hackman's like robbing the cradle there, aren't you? Well, he doesn't. He doesn't ever say that he's sleeping with her. He's just like he Gene, Hackman, Gene Hackman's like robbing the cradle there, aren't you? And he's like, maybe. Uh, he's, and Gene Hackman's like, does your wife know about her? He's like, yeah, she knows. <laughs> uh, so I mean, he doesn't actually come out and say that that's right. his daughter. And then you find that out later on. It's yeah. like lies with. But she's like a like banker this. in Switzerland, so she their only choice is to keep the two million bucks and launder it and it, go on the run. Yeah, oh, man, at least uh, do another great. So part. that's what she's going to try to do for them is to get the money into the Swiss banking system and so she can launder it for them. Is this after they meet with Faisal? Yeah, no. Faisal comes first, yeah. I believe. Faisal goes west. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Fe- Faisal's a Middle Eastern guy that lives in oh, Ber- right, Berlin. Right, right. And, and uh, that's their first place they try to go after the safe house explodes. And this stuff works really well. I don't know if this was worked into it after the uh, the Cold War ended, essentially, because Faisal is a is like a he's an arms dealer. He's an arms dealer. And he's basically made his living off of the Cold War. Yeah. And at this point, he's completely sh- yeah. he is lo- he's lost everything. He's lives yeah, in he a lives giant, giant house. house there's empty. nothing in it, and he's, he's setting shit like, on fire to survive. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's burning the furniture. Out. Cold War is over, so his life is over essentially. Yeah. But he's still in a huge mansion, and he's got a room full of like Stinger missiles with nothing, no one to sell it. But to they all stay. Uh, I love he'll that he's fine. Got, he'll be fine. He's in got like all a these. Year. He's yeah. got all these <laughs> crates that say like Stinger missiles decommissioned, or like this thing doesn't work. <laughs> you know, and he just got him. Don't put that stick. And immediately he's like, "You guys have two million dollars. Okay, here's what we're gonna do. Oh yeah, we he's can like, okay, so out. we're gonna sell these to the Contras with a loan from a dummy corporation in Panama, and then Gene Ackman's like, the Contras don't call themselves that anymore like the sandinistas aren't in business it's really really funny scene he, he, he actually says something like this couldn't be better timing yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's a really He's funny awesome. scene i mean it's supposed to be another thing where like you know dinosaurs right yeah. it's supposed to be all these different you know like oh shit that's not how it works anymore or whatever but yeah. i think the the movie 
needed to have a re-edit or put more buttons on some of that stuff. It yeah. feels like it doesn't like all come well, together be- as a th- it's thema- because thematically. The movie just stops. Right, exactly. I mean, I keep pointing it out, but it is like that thing because I found this movie like pretty charming, yeah. and then also like, but like. What's this? What's the movie about? Yeah. And it kind of is like, eh, we, we just look. We finished the movie. Isn't that good enough for you? And <laughs> there's a lot of scenes. There's a lot of scenes where these guys are fun to watch together. They're fun and, together. Oh, all right, that's fine. That's got good some enough. action, some explosions. This movie's this movie's like uh, across the board good enough for me. Yeah. Because yeah, there's some fun. There's a lot of fun stuff in it. Uh, I thought it was. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll do ratings at the end of this as we always do. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, that's yeah. pretty much it. Like they bounce from sort of situation to situation. They hook up with this woman who turns out to be Baryshnikov's daughter. She's going right. to try to launder the money from them, so they have to go to France to get the money. Yeah, yeah. and boy, do we shoot! Do we shoot in the main parts of France? Looks really good. They go to the <laughs> Paris. I- there's a big there's a big thing at the Eiffel Tower where everybody's going to meet at the end. They're in front of the they're in front of uh, Notre Dame at one point too. Yeah. They get them all in there, and then at one <laughs> point, Baryshnikov is shot. That's at the very yes. end. Yeah. That's at the very end during the meet because ha- they've basically got Hackman and they're 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 using him to set up Barishnikov because mm-hmm. they're like go you know and so he's kind of in this like rock and a, rock, between rock and a hard place kind of thing like shit I can get out of this uh, but I'm gonna have to set up my new buddy right. kind of and then that's so it's like right at the end when Barishnikov gets and Barishnikov re- reveals or before that he reveals that what's what's been going on basically is that he's being exchanged to the Soviets yeah Sobel for this guy Sobel who was the re- who was the real guy who was the real guy but is also the missing US professor who is going back to Russia yep. then getting sent back to the United States They're to make a him. clean cover for him mm-hmm. so he can go back undercover and start over again They're as a spy. They're basically resetting him. Yeah. yeah, they're resetting this spy and set, putting him in a new position. So he's the guy who dis- 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 is the disappeared professor who's been a spy this whole time. And he's also the guy. And he's also the guy that they yeah. saw. And so they're just rebooting him as a different as a different undercover spy. Yeah. yeah. And this has all been engineered by Terry O'Quinn, probably who used to be the guy who <laughs> ran Barishnikov, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. who goes by the name Douglas. Right? Was it Douglas? Oof, I don't remember. Whatever. He had a name. <laughs> and but and and it's we'll it's, call him John it's Locke. heavily implied that it's Terry O'Quinn, but no, never expressly stated. It's Certainly a lack of at definite the, closure. At, at the, the very end, end, he's like he's going to be getting a phone call or something. You see his like general's hat next to a phone, but yeah. it's like they didn't. Terry O'Quinn was already filming something else or something, right. so they couldn't like get him. They're like, ah, this will, people will get it enough, whatever. And it, and it kind of <laughs> ends. It like, comes out Friday. We got to finish it. Yeah. God. And then so Barishikov is wounded, and. They're sitting at the cafe, like at the Eiffel Tower, yeah, top of the Eiffel Tower, having some Starka, and they're like kind okay. of bonding a little bit and going like, "Well, maybe this is, you know, maybe this is it." And then they and I, I left this phone message, so maybe Terry O'Quinn's gonna get exposed. Don't worry, they'll catch him. And then they cheers, and it freeze frames, and that's it. And at this Roll point, the, the bad guys have his daughter. Yeah, that never yeah. gets resolved. Yeah, I feel like they had like an afternoon to patch this up. Like they, like they shut yeah. this thing down. There, we got a couple hours. I was and also so wondering sort of if they were like together. trying to do like if it, for whatever reason that they decided to end it this way. Was it like, well, we can do it like this, and it'll be like Butch Cassidy. We're like, are they gonna make it? Uh, you know except I mean? at the end of Butch Cassidy, it's pretty they, clear. It's they, pretty clear what happens. Yeah, I know, yeah. but still, it's just like. I mean, not if you're uh, as, vigilante on peacemaker. Are they are they trying but, uh, to um, are they trying to imply that these guys are gonna are not gonna make it? You know what I mean? Is it? Are they trying to say like this is it for them? Yeah, 
Yeah, or like, is this Mikhail? the beginning of a beautiful friendship? Because like, also the bad yeah. guy, the other bad guys are at the, you know, they're all run, they're all running like rats to their cars to like, oh shit, shit's gotten fucked up, and like the, the information's out there, so they're like, maybe they're not after them anymore because they're gonna run off and like, we gotta actually solve the real problems, right. which isn't these two fucking dinosaurs. And essentially, that, that right? That open-ended yeah. thing could have been a perfectly fine ending, but it isn't in this case. It's no, there's too, so much left open. No, they there need, need, there need to be like two or three yes. other things, and then the cheers, and then a cool, like, oh, cool, freeze frame. I like a freeze frame ending. That's yeah. And you can see they're trying to do these little patches in this scene. They're trying to do a lot of work where they yeah. like look down from where they are. They're like at this restaurant in the mid-level <clears> of, the, of yeah. the Eiffel Tower, and they look down, and he can see his daughter down there, and he's like, do you think she's okay? And she's like, he looks, she looks like she's okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think she's, he goes like she wouldn't be standing like that if she wasn't okay, and you're like okay, well I guess she's okay, and that that's a thing we're concerned about, and then they're like, and then he even like talk he like holds up a brochure for the seashell the yeah. seashells which, which apparently Barishnikov wants to go to, and he's like, like maybe you all end up in the seashells, let's maybe. go there, let's go there, we can, we can be buddies, it'd be like the end of trading places, huh? Yeah, and uh, and then they're like, well maybe, and then they clink glasses together, and you're kind of like, oh, well, mm. yeah, I was just like that's <laughs> I, I, don't know. I looked away for a minute. Because I was like, I looked at it, wait, wait, it's over? What the fuck? And yeah. I ran it back, and I'm like, oh, so it just ends? They didn't? Yeah. Okay. I was they, having it, a good time with it up to the end, and then they were doing yeah. the cheers, and I'm like, I'm like, cool, this is, oh, wow. And was, I, I, I was like, I, I was like, I think I maybe looked at the time or something, and it was kind of like, wait, they're going to, how the are DVD they going to wrap, freeze? How are they gonna wrap up this movie? Well, I was like, how are they going to wrap up this movie in 30 seconds? And then they, that happens. I'm like, I guess they're, I guess they're yeah. not going to. It was to. really weird, too, because like, they keep looking out of the Eiffel Tower, and there's yeah. Meadow trying to park the car. <laughs> She parked that car too well in that Super Bowl spot. That's know, my only problem. My main problem funny. with it is that she like she just pulls up and parks it, and you're like, no, 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 no. You no, know the, that after the but after that's the how that's how smooth black, of a park it is. That sucks. You, you know, that's you a, don't see this, no, but, but I she know she should have had to par- parallel park it's it. It's probably a robot parks it because it's like a, one of those cars that's got a robot. <laughs> it's park just it. electric. It's, it's not. Is it a robot car? It's a robot car. What? They're all robot. I mean, all the robot cars. I think all the cars can parallel park themselves now. Shit. I'm keeping my car that I, only I can parallel park. Only I can. Only The only cars that can't parallel park are the tall cars. I have a kill switch tall on my car that nobody else can parallel park it. Uh, tall cars <laughs> park anywhere they want. Yeah, yeah just park over the other cars. Yeah, yeah exactly. Need to parallel park. It's a perfect car. <laughs> but the point is, like, after we know, we don't see it for sure, but at, we know for a fact once the camera cuts to black that that guy does come out of the bathroom and blow them away. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no, for sure. They, didn't play, sure. they don't play Don't Stop well, Believing. They play some songs from Cabaret. The other, the other thing is that Bershnikov <clears throat> is shot mm-hmm. right, yeah. at the, right at the end of the movie, and he's still shot Just there. Like and Dennis you're like, friends. is he going to die? He seems pretty bad. It's like a whole thing where you're like, it leaves it too open, where there's too, there's like too many things. Hackman, I, yes. I'm not going to make it. <laughs> we'll stop talking crazy. <laughs> stop talking crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not great. And, and it's just sort of like, it's so it's close, too. That's what's fr- one of the things that's frustrating about it. It's like, they could have taken two minutes, just another, just a couple minutes. Yeah. They, we I, didn't think, need that I think much you're more. right that they like didn't get the shoot stuff. Yeah, it feels I like it know. was just pulled out, and, they, and then the, the studio was like, you got to finish today. That's you what I mean. You have to finish it today. We're done. The shot of like Terry O'Quinn's general's costume next to a phone. Yeah, yeah. That's a, and I think uh, that's yeah, a, that's yeah, a pickup yeah. where they're like, get that, because we don't have the yeah. actors, and we don't have time. Get up, get that. That'll have to suffice yeah. for people. That's all we got. For, uh, We're lucky this, we got for this that. general getting uh, exposed or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I did want so to point out we didn't go into it a whole lot, but they shoot the shit out of the Eiffel Tower yeah, more, than, really more than any movie mm-hmm. I've ever seen. They spend so much time in Except the for uh, Superman Two, maybe <laughs> or, or uh, the Living a View Daylights. to a Kill. View to, view, view to a Kill. 
Uh, but they're like in the elevators a lot, mm-hmm. which are really cool. The Eiffel Tower, and it's, I don't know, it's just really cool looking. That's just another part of the movie where I thought this movie just kept going and going until it obviously just blips, yep. <laughs> blips Very out of existence. Yeah. But up until that, I was just like, "Fuck yeah!" Now we're in the now we're in the Eiffel Tower. Hell yes! Yeah. This is just keep. I love this. I mean, this movie is like, I, I like breeziness reminded me of Sneakers, but it's like if you didn't have the ending of Sneakers, right. like if you made Sneakers and then it's like, "Wow, look at these guys doing a bunch of stuff." Wait, the movie. St- Stopped happening. What happened? Right. It doesn't have. To, it doesn't have the whole scene where James want, Earl Jones shows up. You at want the, end the fucking wrap up. Yeah. You know. You Tahiti need, is not in Europe. You need the whole wrap up where they get the box back and stuff. And this feels like there's like another five. Yeah. This would be two, like you say it, two minutes. I'd be like five. It's gonna be five, five, ten minutes yeah. or something. Where it's like other movies we watch on here where they, the movie ends and then there's ten more minutes of shit <laughs> that you right. don't fucking need. Borrow it from one of those movies. Yeah, Let one of those fuck? movies give this movie five minutes. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, it's, I know that's not how it works, but it's, it's a shame. Yeah. <laughs> that is too bad. Um, Any quotes? I liked a, a lot of this uh, movie. This is this is ve- just this is very telling right now. <laughs> well, I don't know. It just has a different ring to it these days. This is where Baryshnikov is... Uh, I mean, they're immediately friends, but then they're kind of like talking about their... Issues from the different countries. You got to do it in the Barishnikov voice. Hey, it is me, Mikhail yeah, Barishnikov. My wife. Uh, we are not bad. He's not even have that thick an no, accent. It's fine. <laughs> he's definitely Russian, but I mean, you know, it's not. Uh, he's like, we're not the bad guys anymore. The Russians are coming. The Russians are coming. I like that one. The Japanese own your whole fucking yeah. country. <laughs> Boy, so it's at that time. Yeah, one of those. I always, well, 1991, right? Yeah, yeah. You always yeah. like it when, when all that all that anti-Japanese rhetoric was floating around. It's perfectly acceptable. That the that Japan had like With buying had, like, everything. That like America, oh America's Japan now. Yeah. And you're like, what? Someone at one point at, towards the end is talking about the corporatization of yeah. the, of politics right. or nations or whatever, which is says, definitely timely. Sure, know. but he says, "What's good for Toshiba is good for yeah, the world." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, all right, guys. Yeah, it turned out it was definitely those Japanese electronics companies that fucked everybody, right? Right, yeah. those are the bad. No, it certainly wasn't the it wasn't Uber and Amazon. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> yeah. not the no 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 American no American companies. companies. Those people not all, venture capitalists. Those people all pulled themselves up from with their from their with their bootstraps. Right. And now we all have shitty gig jobs. Yeah. The Japanese are buying up those sandal wearing goldfish tenders. Like, is it legal? Posh, is it legal Flimshaw. for them? Can they? And they're like, yes, they can. Well, then, what's yeah. the problem? <laughs> they can do it. Then why, what's the fucking problem? They're buying property. Oh, I, I wanted Weird. to point out also that uh, I thought it was a little annoying, but also funny that uh, a guy who has obviously been an operator in Eastern Europe for most of his career doesn't know how to say Tavrish. Mm. He keeps calling Mikhail Brishikov Tovarich, which mm. means comrade. It's Tovrish. Uh. And it drives me nuts that he wouldn't know how to say it's that. It's either properly. something where our Gene Hackman refused to say it correctly or they thought it was funny because he's right. like cuz he's like a oh, he's a dinosaur it's so he wouldn't say it right. right. But busted, a guy a guy busted. who'd worked in the, you know, he probably know a little bit of the language. Exactly. You, you yeah. Know. yeah. No, I agree. That's true. Yeah. Um this is this even is Blade a, knows how to say it, so you know. This is Kurtwood Smith and obviously <laughs> I love Kurtwood Smith and I love Terry O'Quinn, so there's just lots of stuff to love about this movie for me. But this is him just a fucking great I thought there was a lot of great lines in this movie. Yeah, Kurtwood Smith is in it quite a bit and he's pretty fun. He's, he never he doesn't say bitches leave. He's like cool because he's like <laughs> one of those guys who's in the middle of the he's in between. He he's like a bad guy, sort of, because he's like yeah. having to betray Hackman, but he's also like conflicted about it. Yeah. He's like just more of an antagonist. He doesn't want he's like doesn't want to he likes that. Guy. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. And he's and he's but he's and he the, didn't know he was setting him up in the first place. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. He's a bureaucrat. Yeah. Uh, but he goes, it's no longer fashionable to ransom hostages with Colombian drug money. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We forgot to mention that the two million bucks.
Fox comes from the Colombians. That's right. Right. That's a, that's a great line. Uh, and this is just a sample of the kind of uh, banter that they have. I mean, it's just stereotypical movie banter, but with these two actors and in this situation, I was like, yay! And this is the part when uh, Hackman's about to get blown up in his the safe house and Bereshtikov pops out, out of nowhere behind him. He's like, don't go in there. And he goes, uh, what kept you? And he goes, couldn't find parking. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, baby! <laughs> Traffic. <laughs> He's very funny. Traffic was a bitch. Traffic was a bitch. Traffic was how you say bitch. How you say bitch. <laughs> uh, ratings. I'm going to give us three Juds. Mm. I would have gone three and a half, but we discussed that it has no ending. It stops. Um, but the, but the, it does stop. The hour and 38 minutes that happened before the hour end of the movie is like oh. pretty delightful and, and, you know, fun, like breezy fun, confusing in just the right way. Like, yeah, exactly what you want from this kind yeah. of shit. Too bad they fucked it up. Uh, two Douglases, uh, not just for the inexplicable sexual prowess of over the hill Gene Hackman at the beginning. Some boobies there, but for the scene where Barishnikov is looking at all the the hookers in the red light district. Oh yeah, look yeah, at that yeah. one. What do you think she'll do? I was in jail for seven years. <laughs> how right. you say? And the implication that he's boning his daughter, which is not really, you know, once it turns out what's going on. It's but still. uh, it's in it's inferred by Hackman. Yeah. But never uh, yeah. But otherwise, yeah. he's just he's just like not telling him he's yeah. his daughter, and he's just going like, man, I wish this guy would stop talking to me about how I'm having sex with my daughter <laughs> when I can't tell him it's my daughter. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta keep being delightfully cryptic. So uh, also, Bershnikov's like one of those guys who was at the time is was old enough to like be that woman's daughter, but yeah. is like a dude who looks very young. Yeah. Like yeah. it's funny to him. He's yeah. paired up with Hackman. Because they're like the dinosaurs, but but like Hackman looks like an old man. He, yeah, he may yeah. look older than he was at the time, and Bershnikov looks certainly looks younger than he was. I mean, you know, he's a you know he's a guy who's in shape. He's also, a ballet dancer. Tiny guys like age pretty well. But he's just also tiny like guys a, fight till they're burger. I think he's a I think he's a healthy guy too. Probably yeah, I, he's have, probably in pretty good shape. You know, like for yeah, Bers- he's he's he's, uh, he's, he's uh, almost outstanding shape, <laughs> and then also smokes like nine packs a day or so. So like he's got that going against yeah, him. Yeah. But other than that, right. Because you know how these ballet guys are. They're cigarettes. <laughs> they got to. That's how, that's how they stay in shape. That's how they stay so skinny. They got to. That's how they stay so, so skinny. Yeah. Methamphetamines and cigarettes. Uh. Uh, and I'm going to give it 10 out of 10 bottles of Starka. Fuck yeah, man. I want some. If yeah. anybody, mail me, a, mail me a bottle of Starka if you've got one, guys. Yeah, I want to try some. Um, I, I'm going to give it four shots. Wow. Okay. okay. I really like this wow. movie. And I'd be, going as, I'd be going four and a half if not for that ending. It didn't bother me as much. It just felt like I I don't and I could be wrong maybe they were just lazy or whatever but it just sort of felt like they got the rug pulled out under them and that was the best yeah. that they could do to wrap that, it up. I mean that's what happened. That is definitely that's what happened. That, that's actually what happened is that they weren't they like they didn't, didn't have a finished script to begin they didn't with have a finished and script, then and then they were basically like you have to go it's essentially that thing where like well you have to go make this movie now. Yeah. Cuz you know schedules and stuff. Yeah. And so they're like, okay, we have to make the movie, and we don't have a finished was, script. It, like Nicholas Myers on record, going like, you know, it sucked. It it was hard like, to shoot. It's, it's hard I hated shoot. working on it. It's hard to make a movie without a finished script. And Hackman didn't didn't like, want to there. be there. I'm not gonna make it easy on you. Yeah, the only reason he showed up was because they were like, well, we're gonna sue you if you don't. So he's like, right. fine, fine, I'll show up you know, and I'll be incredibly charming in contracts it. and whatnot. Yeah, and then he's actually pretty <laughs> fun in it. Yeah. I don't know. Crazy movies are weird like that, but like I mean, this is my kind of shit. I love these kinds of movies, like st- movies that take place in Berlin at this time. I like <laughs> yeah. these Cold War things. Love their chemistry together. I mean, it's just this combination of espionage and breeziness. 
I fucking loved it. I was having a, I was having a great time pretty yeah. much the whole way through. It's got Michael Kamen's uh, score from Die Hard slash Lethal Weapon in it. Uh, the score is great. The kill. It's, yeah. really, it's wild. So uh, they're all the same score. I also just like much. to point out just another another thing that where I was just sort of like, oh, and this is a scene where they're in the elevator, this fucking cool <laughs> Eiffel Tower elevator, and uh, and it's going down or something. It's a really cool shot, and and uh, Bruce Dickinson shot and. And uh, Gene Hackman goes, you asked me one time what I, what I really believe in, and I'll tell you what, I believe in you, pal. And I was like, aww, yeah. Very, very Ted Lasso of him. <laughs> yeah, it's Ted Lasso. <laughs> <laughs> He's so nice. Ted yeah. Lasso, but with guns. I'm yeah. going to give you my shortbread cookies. <clears throat> um, uh, so I, I thought it was great, and that sucks that the ending got fucked up. Whatever. Um, we give it, I'm also, I'm just going to go one and a half Douglases, but there are boobies. And it sort of seems like it's going to be that kind of movie because those boobies appear very early on. You're like, here we go. And it's like, no, no, no just those. It's going to be a lot of just hack- those Hackman laying in bed. Should have called it company boobs. Company boobs. <laughs> uh, no, they should have. No, they really should have. <laughs> I mean I'm it. serious, guys. Hello. This is my uh, new character. B- movies from the past. Change the name of <laughs> Change this the name. company boobsness. Yes, sir, Mr. Clark. They would have made more money. Uh, and I'm going to give it uh, three shots to hit that doorbell that blows the, <laughs> oh, yeah, the safe house one. up. Fucking cool. Uh, I'm going to give it three. Mm. Uh, I think it's, again, this was like just straight down the middle for me. I mean, but like mainly it's those dudes' chemistry. Like I said, I wasn't like baffled by the plot, but it was like there were parts where I was kind of like, uh, I feel like they they needed to fill in some more for yeah. me at the end for it to actually work which is uh, more stuff that they probably would have done if they'd have like legit like a few minutes where they go and then this is what happened and here's the bad guy and you go okay oh okay so you oh like wrap that up you know Uh, but it it kind of is just like uh what oh yeah he wants to go to that place is he gonna die are they gonna kill his daughter what's is this a happy ending i guess these guys are friends so (laughs) that's that's good it's good enough (laughs) it isn't though it really isn't i mean it does end it just it's over it definitely Uh, stops yeah uh, and I'm I'm gonna give it one Douglas because of the Hackman in bed, but I didn't. It was like for the most part, it just was pretty tame. Ah, that was great sex, baby. You know, I guess there's a red light. job fucking stuff, me. Thanks for sexing my dick. <laughs> yeah, but I did. I mean, that scene was great because it, it is early in the movie, but it's like him going like they're going like gonna pay him. There's some and he, well, I can't remember what the line is, but he makes some joke and it's just like look him looking across the this boardroom at this lady and her kind of giving him eyes and then it just cuts to them in bed together yeah. and you're like man what a great she's she's naked and Hackman's in like his fucking he's wearing, his he's wearing long johns <laughs> he might as well be wearing a parka he's yeah. got a sleeping cap on <laughs> and he's holding a stub of candle he's, he's got him in a little candle holder yeah there's <laughs> a bit of potato <laughs> is that what he calls? That was he called from Christmas Carol. Getting a piece. <laughs> yeah. I had a little bit of potato. Had a little last bit of potato. Night. You know what I'm talking potato. about? It was a nice bit of potato. He's chewing <laughs> off the spirits. That is what I'm going to call it from now on. This lady's just. This lady's just completely nude. Uh, and I'm going to give it two, two best buddies hiding in a bed together. Yeah. <laughs> was it good for you too? We are very funny together. <laughs> I like I like Moose that. And squirrel. I like I always like those reveals where it's like, but, but where are they? You know, it's why is it still in this room? The, the all the, all the other characters left. Oh, they're hiding in the wall. That's great in the bed. That's great. <laughs> what, a, what a picture! You should have opened the Murphy bed what and like picture. one of them suffocated <laughs> while they were in. Yeah, there. I feel like, a, like <laughs> old, was it good for you? Dead. Hello, like Mikhail? an old studio executive watching this, going like, yeah, this is all okay. This is all okay. Oh my God, they're hiding in the bed. Yes, great. Well, I love this. This is perfect. 
What a picture. It's a Murphy bed. Make it's it happen. Make, it's what a make, picture. They should call a, this movie Murphy bed. It's going to make at least a million dollars. How much did it cost to make? <laughs> what? $16 million. <laughs> you, huh? I should not be in this business anymore. Cancel Murphy bed. <laughs> Get me Buster Keaton. What? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Speaking of Bustering or Keatons. Oof. The one uh, of the worst movies we've ever done on the show. On. I, can't, I can't even. I can't even. That's this that, is wild. That's amazing. I just me. hate this movie. I've always hated I, that's, it. Oh, that's so funny. I mean, here's the thing. I don't think this movie's good, but uh, I I also was like, I watched it. Like, yeah, it's got enough parts in it where I'm like, these guys are in it now. This person's in it. I just and feel I like just it's enjoy that. Totally squandered everything that could be good about this. Yeah, uh, you know, I don't know. What is it? The firm maintain the confidence and preserve inviolate the secrets of my client. I will maintain the confidence and preserve inviolate the secrets of my client. Mitch, the letter you got from Bendini, Lambert, and Locke was the only one sent out. We want you. Do you have a, an offer in mind? It includes a bonus schedule. And we'd lease you a new Mercedes. Plus a low interest mortgage. As in home? With grass around? In a two-car garage. These are nice people, Abby. Okay, I'm more impressed with it than you are. You grew up with it. Did you ever think I'd make a six-figure salary? Absolutely. Since we deal primarily in tax and securities, our clients are very wealthy. We keep each other's secrets. I don't want anyone with family money. I'm not sure I follow. They want you lean and hungry. If all your money comes from one source, then you tend to be very loyal to that source. Marty Kaczynski and Joe Hodges were killed. There was some kind of explosion on the boat. Kay was scared. Did you know the men who died? Yes. You must be overwhelmed with grief. People grieve in different ways, Miss McDear. You think I'm talking about breaking the law? No, I'm just trying to figure out how far you want it bent. As far as you can without breaking it. That's right. Back in Grisham territory for the first time since the Chamber, I believe for us. Which, uh, another, which also Hackman yeah, was. Did we do the Chamber right. before or after the Gingerbread Man? I don't remember, but I do and remember we did Hackman the being in the well. Chamber. Yeah, we did the client. Too. The Chamber. Now that movie fucking sucks. The Chamber, the chamber sucks. sucks more than the firm. We all liked the Gingerbread you Man. Should. I yeah, don't. Gingerbread man I just great. say that they they suck differently. I think that this movie is also just terrible, <laughs> but it's not offensive. I think that yeah, this one's not. A, this one doesn't like didn't like piss me off, and at least it has like. Parts where I go like, oh man, I wasn't paying attention during the credits, and there's David Strathairn. That's sure. that guy. I think that's like a fun way to watch it. Would be like to just not watch also, the opening credits or see who's. I, in have it. have you know? either of you guys uh, read the book? No. no, I'm not gonna try to like stump for John Grisham being like a good writer or anything. But the firm, when it was out, when it was like a big yeah. bestseller, when it was in, in the early '90s, was one of the best like shitty airport novels I've ever read. It's like genuinely exciting and fun. And it has a killer ending that they don't use. You're, we'll, we'll wait till the end to I'll, talk about I'll that. I'll talk about that later, okay. yeah. But, like, and, like, the cast is great. Like, Tom Cruise is perfect for that character. Like, all the guys they got, like, to, to play all the characters are really, really good. Hackman's good in it. And it's just, like, totally flat and boring. Mm. And it just takes, it takes, like, what's a pretty exciting story and makes it into, like, three episodes of a really long, boring TV show to me. It, it, I'll give it this. I like this movie. And it's Fine. two and a half hours it's going long. Two and a half hours long. It is two. Yeah. What the fuck? It's, that's, that's, un, that's unnecessary. Come on. And for there's, the amount, there's at least, the amount of stuff that actually hour. happens in it, yeah. it's like, why is this so long? There's at least they a half to, hour yeah. you could cut out of it. Absolutely. Like, any given scene you could cut. Oh, like, you're, you're, yeah, any given part of the movie, you're like, get that out. 
Just get cut that this part. Get that out. Yeah. Just cut this part. What are we doing? What are we looking at here? What do you think this is prestige? Like, I think maybe like they thought, because Sidney Pollack fucking directed yeah. this of I all I think people. that that's a big problem. And so Sidney Pollack's like, I'm a prestige director. And then maybe people right. thought that because per- the firm was so popular as a book at the time that like it's prestigious. Like, they, I mean, it was maybe, a big hit. Since it was such a big hit, yeah. people hadn't quite it's fully realized. Like Fourth of July weekend or something. I mean, the movie was that a it's hit. it's just disposable trash and it should be treated as such. Right. I mean... No, this is a prestigious it's, movie. And it's totally, get, and it's totally like a cruise movie, you know. It it's, has, but yeah. it's so, it's so poorly paced, and it's so dull. Like the the book is just like full of all of this like squirrely like we're hiding, we're like sneaking documents out, doing all this cool shit, and like he's about to get killed at like any moment, all the time, and then right. they, like. None this of that shit oh, happens yeah. here. There's He's about to get killed at the end, and that's about it. It's kind of like in the last third when it's sort of right. like, oh, you watch your back sort of stuff. And the la- well, there's a bit towards the end where they're like, oh, I guess we better have a fucking action sequence or something in this where he gets chased around by Jigsaw. <laughs> yeah, he does. Who's like the assassin in Jigsaw it. Jigsaw and Hank. Like all the stuff that. in the book with him like trying to spring yeah. his brother is really cool and... They just don't do any cool shit with it here. I liked the thing where they how they get his. Br- I don't know. But it, again, it's like one of those movies where like it's just a for, terrible adaptation of a for, of a book that should be more fun. It's a it's a, for me. I haven't read the book, so yeah. I have no basis uh, of comparison. I was it, it, for me, it was just a movie where every scene I was like, oh no, this guy's in it, and I was like, I don't really give a shit what's happening in here because it's about lawyers. So it's so it's initially already like tax lawyers. Boring by to the me. way, yeah, tax yeah. lawyers, yay! But it's just yeah. So it's like already about lawyers, and I'm like. I'm already signing off a little. Yeah. I'm already tuning out because I'm like lawyer. Anytime they're like, now lawyer, lawyer, lawyer. I, I, I constantly throughout the movie kept kept thinking of that Mr. Chef sketch about the blowjobs. A- absolutely. Which I think like, is like based on this. It has to be because the first like third of this movie is like 14 scenes of a bunch of old men oh. like interviewing Making him. so boring. And it just, every time, I, but every time I saw it, I kept laughing because I kept going, I kept thinking of that Mr. Show sketch where they're like, all laws are, all, all you know, court cases are decided by a series of blowjobs. <laughs> I was top of my class in Harvard. That's, well, it should be a very good blowjob. <laughs> Everything in the world is settled by blowjobs. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So, so uh, you know, I, that was there's, amusing. There's literally only one, one moment in this entire movie where I think it lights up. And it's uh, when you meet Gary Busey. Oh, my God. And Holly Hunter's there, and he's talking about the thing that they use, like the coffee warmer. And she does a thing where she goes, you know what happens when you put this thing in the cup and there's no water in it? The lights go out. <laughs> and she does a little dance. It's fucking awesome. I think I liked all the stuff. Holly like Hunter Holly... got an Academy Award nomination for this movie. Did she really? She did. Yeah. Wow. For real? That's yeah. funny. I like all the She st- is really good in it. I She's like probably the, the best thing about it. Yeah, yeah. I like all the stuff with her. I like Busey. I love Strathairn just popping up and me going like, oh, man, I love when that's like the third movie that I've seen in the last few months where that happened because uh, I because I was right. paying attention uh, when I was watching Nomadland. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, Strathairn's just in the background of this shot. He's in this movie. And I didn't know he was in Nightmare Alley. And he pops up, and I'm like, "Oh fuck, I love this guy." And then this one, so I don't know. He's just well, lo- I am he's, a noted strathmatician, so of course <laughs> I was uh, very excited. Any, uh, literally, anytime he pops up, I love him. Uh, I liked him. I you know, I have this very, but, I have a very vivid memory of watching this. The, do you guys have these where you watch movies with your parents and you just sort of remember them more vividly? I remember very uh, clearly some. seeing this movie in the theater and being upset, <laughs> being very bored and mad. Well, I have a memory of watching it with uh, with my parents. Uh, of course, this is like. 
you know, it's PG-13 or something, and we're old adults, so you know we're into the fucking firm. Um, <laughs> but Strathairn uh, appears in it, and during that part at the end where he's t- where he's flirting with uh, Holly Hunter, yep. and she goes like, uh, I like your crooked smile. I like your crooked smile. And she goes, that's that. not the only thing that's... She goes, that's, that's, not, not, my best, that's not my best feature. Be- and David Strathairn goes, wow. What, yeah. what he goes, is wow. your best feature? But, he, but before that, he goes, wow. <laughs> and then my mom goes, oh, he's so good. <laughs> <laughs> That's adorable. That. that like, And so like every time I see him pop up in anything, I always hear my mom's voice going, he's so good. I like bald Ed Harris in this. Yeah. Oh, I think I. It, I mean, he, like you said, the movie doesn't give these a guys that, a lot of stuff to do, but it's also just like I like Ed Harris is like a lot of the people who are in it are kind of like still. Like I think Holly Hunter is great in the in a role that is like. All the roles are thankless in this. Yeah, I mean none more than uh, Gene Triplehorns. Oh, poor Gene well, Triplehorns. I mean, but I mean that's her in, in the Gene Triplehorns whole role. career. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know. Poor Gene Triplehorns. But like I, I would <laughs> but say, she doesn't have to be on a fucking boat with Kevin Costner in this one. If there ever was a yeah, movie, I do, I do like that movie. But yeah, <laughs> that, has to, that had to have been more miserable. More miserable. Where he hits yeah. her with a fucking oar. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's naked. at least she gets to just hang out in fucking whatever Louisiana where they're shooting this. Uh, Memphis. Memphis. That's uh, right. Memphis. Is the Bass Pro Shop pyramid in the background of yeah. several shops. Shots, um, but like if there ever was a movie that won me over st- solely on the basis of its supporting cast, it would be this one because it really sure. is just they and they dole them out kind of like incrementally too, where you're like, I'm sure they're done introducing actors that I like, and you're like, no, oh my god, more people that I like. It just I mean, I, co- I just coming at I you. wish this was in any way like an exciting script, dynamically shot. Like suspenseful something. It's just completely inert. But it for, does wait to do the suspense until the last third, which there is pretty is, weird. Yeah. But there's they, there is no suspense. It's like, is the hitman gonna get him? No. Is Tom Cruise gonna fuck that lady by a catamaran? <laughs> yes. On yes. the beach. But for for me though, like watching this, like the, all that stuff is true. But for me, that's that's what the Grisham movie is right. is. Not is boring, a boring thing that I wasn't interested in when it came out, and I watch it now, and I'm like, yeah, nope, still, still seems, I mean, still seems more. He's it's a less, bad writer. It's maybe less boring to me than it would have been when I was a teenager when this came out. But the, uh, he's a bad writer, man. and they only, and he only wrote two good books, and they only made one good movie out of any of them, and that's oh. the Rainmaker. Gingerbread, uh, we like the Gingerbread Man. He yeah. didn't write. That's not a book. Oh, that was a screenplay. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Rainmaker's a great movie too. Rainmaker's good, yeah. But we, I mean, that's yeah. Coppola. Coppola may be a little bit better than fucking Sidney Pollock. <laughs> and he, well, I mean, sure, but Sidney Pollock's no slouch. I disagree. Uh-oh. He's a, he is a slouch. I don't think he's a slouch. I just think he he's not a very good director. I think most of his movies aren't very good. Yeah. What about, I like the Yakuza. Uh, that's the only one. Yeah, I enjoy the Yakuza. Uh, but like the interpreter, eh. interpreter. I don't really like out Jeremiah. of Africa. I don't really like Jeremiah Johnson <laughs> oh. very much. What I the think movie that everyone continually watches out of Africa. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like. Never I'm just saying like the movie. His, stu- I also, his stuff is like that big Hollywood prestige stuff that everybody's forgotten about and yeah. moved on from. And he's mostly known for Tootsie, which I think is not very good. Never and, seen it. And Three Days of the oh, Condor, which I which I have never liked. Uh, there's definitely stuff in Three Days of the Condor that is like, what is this doing in this movie? There's a this lot of stuff in that strange. movie. There's a lot of stuff that, that, that drives me nuts in that movie. Not, not like, setting aside the fact that the romance is totally shoehorned in, but, like, there's, it's like all, like, none of the, none of the spy shit in that movie makes any fucking sense. I hate that movie. I will say Sidney Pollack hmm. probably a better actor than he is a director. I would agree with that for sure. He steals the show in that last, that final Kubrick movie. Yeah, <laughs> he's really, he's shot. really good in that movie. She got her brains fucked out, all right? Yeah. Now let's play some pool. Any questions? Any so he, he, questions? He replaced Harvey Keitel. And then he died like a wow. week later or something. No, that did was he cool. Oh, no, no. Did, did, did he, did he, no, he, did, he, he, he died didn't. after Michael Clayton 
He was oh, okay. in, oh, he's he, was, he played the same Clayton. same character in Michael Clayton, basically. That's now. There's a movie that everybody loves that I've like almost completely forgotten. That's pretty. Michael it's, Clayton it's still got his good. brains I'm sure. Out. I'm sure it's pretty good, but I just I remember being like, I love it. I think this is pretty good. This is a good movie. It's better than and everybody as, being like, yeah. It was like a yeah. It's the best movie. Well, oh, it's better than this. Yeah. I mean, most <laughs> things are. The package uh, is better than this. I just, I just think Damn. that like, that, like expecting anything from these John Grisham, uh, these sort of John Grisham adaptations, is like, I uh, think, is like, ooh, fu- is I like, got a question. Is a I think is a that feudal- this movie is worse than the Pelican Brief. I was just gonna ask that question, and sure. that is wild. Probably Pelican Brief at least has like some exciting shit in it, and it's got Denzel. Yeah, you know. I uh, like this more. I, I still have some nostalgia you like this for more? this, too. I mean, I'm, oh, yeah. I don't... Then the Pelican Brief? I guess I didn't it, like it's the better Pelican directed. Brief Pelican Brief's better directed because at least it's Pakula. Mm-hmm. Pakula's definitely, definitely a better director than... Yeah. I can say that. Yeah, but that, that... Okay, so I'd throw that in this with this, too, where it's just sort of like... I don't. It's like that thing where I'm like, well, this is all what I was expecting. I think this one is... I think I do like this one more because I think this has more... Just Honestly, just because every scene it cuts to something where it's like, no, Wilford Brimley's yeah. in this. The Rainmaker's a similar <laughs> deal where you're like, I can't fucking believe the cast in this movie. Like, it's But it's actually insane. good, too. That's an actual good movie, yes. Yeah. But like, in, also with Pelican Brief... Uh, you do, in my opinion, get the thing that makes that makes the movie watchable, even though it is also too fucking long and very dull, which is that, like, it amusingly doesn't make any sense. Like, none of this needs to happen. They could have just That's ignored... Right. They could have just ignored her and, like, nobody would have noticed. Instead, they go after Julia Roberts and cause everybody to have <laughs> huge problems. That's right. At least in this movie, Tom Cruise is, like, actively trying to bring them down at some right. point. So you're yeah. like, yeah, go after that guy who's trying to ruin your criminal conspiracy. Yeah. But I could I could make the same argument about this one if you just if you apply the rules of reality to it. Where cuz I kept on thinking when I was watching which, this which, like which you shouldn't do while you're watching I'm the sure. Firm. But like I kept on thinking when I was watching this like is this movie was this written, movie written by like a 13-year-old or something like that? Because like it's all based on kind of like rules are rules. Yeah. And that's the way it is. Like all these lawyers of course there's you're not going to be able to find any lawyers who want to represent mafia people. Like, right. what are you talking so about? So we have mafia lawyers. <laughs> like, all these people keep finding out that they're working for a, a firm that represents the mafia. They get killed because they try to leave. And you're like, just fine. There's a million lawyers out there who would Yeah, there's got to be mob lawyers. Have no yeah, fucking 100%. problem with this whatsoever. Yeah, we why, know there why are. are. Well, it's because they... It's because they... <laughs> this is the thing that drives me nuts. It's in the book, too. But it's funny in this movie where it's like, so what we do is... We recruit the very best lawyers we can, like incredible fucking driven lawyers. Oh, yeah. Most ambitious. We're going to work so hard and be so ambitious. And then we trick them into joining our law firm. And then later they find out that we're the mob. Why don't, yeah. But by like, that point, they're pot committed. Why would you? You don't need this tax law. <laughs> but also, you don't need this. <laughs> also, they're ripping off the mob. Right, because ultimately, then you that's know, how he busts them at the end. But that's not like the thrust. That's like the twist, essentially. They're, no, over, you, they're overbilling you, the mob. But when you yes. meet the mob, that's when, not in the book. But when you meet oh. the mob later, they just sort of show up at the airport, and of course, it's Paul Servino. You better believe it's Paul and Servino. another guy that's probably in Goodfellas. And that, that weird <laughs> peak-faced looking dude who's who's also in a bunch of gangster stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's just funny to me that they're like, it's like. Yeah. I mean, I get it, but like, what Goodfellas come out what the year before, so it's just like, yeah, give me that guy, <laughs> Paul Sorvino. I mean, Paul Sorvino's good, but it's just that like, it's like it seems like very lazy casting. I watched Marty's picture Goodfellas the other night. Give me what that, that fat guy that was that in it. Casting director was just like, um, yeah, just get him. Whatever. <laughs> and I Paul Servino has have to like, go to bed now. He spends most of the movie just glowering, too. Because, yeah. like, Tom Cruise shows up and he's like, let me just tell you something. And he's like, let me sit down and stare at you. All right, now I've got to yeah. speak at you, speak to you for ten minutes. I mean, he's barely in it. Yeah. 
Uh, but it's Paul. You got to admit, it's Paul Sorvino. Also, this whole thing where it's like a cult or whatever, and Gene Triplehorn early on is like, I don't want you to join this this uh, this law firm, and yeah. he's like, oh, come on, and she's like, yeah, okay, hey, come on. And essentially, he's like, you know. I'm gonna. He's like. He was like. I'm gonna throw myself off this building then, or whatever. Yeah. And you're kind of like. Ugh. And then he flips Jeez, with divorced that kid. this divorced this guy. Uh, but it's all like they're all. It's like the whole thing is about family values. You know, they're all all married, all white, all whatever. Just like the mafia, you got to yeah. get married and maintain the marriage and keep the the face on whatever. Keep keep the good face on. Yeah. Uh, but there is a classic scene that we need to bring up <clears throat> where because uh, I'm gonna post a clip of it where Tom Cruise is. <laughs> And do, do do they ever at any point say that Tom Cruise is like a was a world class gymnast at any point? Where he does backflips. Yeah, he does backflips, and this is in, this basically no, introduces the fact that he is spry. Well, okay, that, I feel like that's just Tom Cruise going the, like, the, I, I've learned how to do a backflip. Let me do it in the movie. The, yeah. the backflip does serve a purpose in the movie it because does. they it's like it's totally a non sequitur. But he's like going down the street in Memphis, and he sees a little kid doing stuff on the street, right? He's like the kid's it, doing kid's acrobatics, doing flippy flips. He's, he's doing backflips. So Tom Cruise does backflips with this little kid, and it's entirely, entirely only in the movie to set up that later when he gets chased by the hitman, he can do like a pull, like he can like do a big pull up and like trapeze his way out of this little situation and get through a window. Also, no, it's he's it's, a very good gymnast. It, yeah, apparently, no, yes. two, but, they, two, but nobody two ever things. goes. What's the other one? The other one is that later on when he's sad, he walks by that same kid and doesn't do flips with him. <laughs> I'm not even fucking kidding. Yeah, no, kid, you're right. You're 100. Right. I'm not even fucking kidding. I forgot about is that. Is that like yeah? So sure, he can do the flips. So it's not like in uh, Jurassic Park two where all of a sudden this girl does <laughs> a bunch gymnast. of gymnastic kicks at dinosaurs and you're like, which okay, I which well, I argue. Is just as good. <laughs> okay, I would argue. Yes, if that's your I like, argument, I, I would like argue that, that I would argue that her doing that is just as good as him doing flips in the firm. I'm not saying it's good, but I'm saying oh, it's I think, both, I think both it's perfectly things, fine. Both straight, things, straight one to one. Both things are just as good as each other. <laughs> and that's I'm leaving it at that. There, which is to take how you want. But in, I would have. But to he say, does walk by that kid. Sadly, it doesn't do flips. Also, in I'm that not first in the scene, mood. in that first scene where he does flips with that kid, so he does the flips, and that's like a real cute, like, oh Tom Cruise kind of thing. Also, that kid is doing that that shit to give to get money from people on the street. He yep. doesn't give him money. He just goes like high five. All right, see well, you, you later. You don't have to get him give him money if you can do it. Yeah, I still think you should just like out of out of the respect of like, hey, nope. cool, we're a team now or whatever. Now these fucking these fucking dipshit these like asshole white guy lawyers are just like, no, I don't have that kind of money to throw around. I just signed a billion dollar contract with this evil law firm. I can't just give this kid a dollar. I'll give you something that's as good as money. My own flips. They're friends now. <laughs> Buy him a fucking beer or something. Buy this little kid. Get this but, little kid but, uh, some candy or something. But in shit. principle, the you idea fucking cheapskate. The idea is that it could be like a showed a, a good like show don't tell sort of thing. Where yeah. like okay, so he can do that right. so that we know. But he could maybe tell a little bit more. Like maybe <laughs> someone could see him doing this. Like the people who just met him and go like, hey, how come he can do that? <laughs> They almost tell go, me how he does that because that's the thing that very few people can do. Right. They, they almost just go like. They're almost like, oh my god, here he goes again. Yeah, well, that's like my that. husband. He does incredibly challenging gymnastics is it, in uh, a suit. Terry Kinney from Terry Kinney, yeah, from, from Oz, mm-hmm. uh, state and oxygen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, Terry Kinney from Oz and Ox- and fam- more famously from the movie Oxygen. Yeah, um, which only we have seen. <laughs> yeah. <I'm- laughs> First and last people to see that movie. Yeah. Even Terry Kinney hasn't seen that. <laughs> no, pretty amazing. Uh, who I kept, who for like the first couple scenes I was like, is that Spalding Gray? And I'm like, no, no, it's Terry Kinney. <laughs> yeah, they they look very similar. I guess I don't know. <laughs> they just they have it has a similar energy. And I was like, that's not no Spalding Gray's way older. What time? Dog. What time does this fucking? Where, what year did this fucking movie come out? Oh, fucking cares. <laughs> it's 1991. Three, three, three. Oh shit. 
Yeah. Same year as Jurassic Park. Yeah. Eh? Eh? yeah. Big big summer big movie at the summers. You got the firm, Jurassic Park, Cliffhanger. Anyways, if you've last been action in, hero, if you've been living mm-hmm, in the mm-hmm. cave the last thirty years and don't know the plot to the firm, uh, he he gets recruited <laughs> into the firm, and then it turns out that they're evil, corrupt, uh, corrupt, corrupt, corrupt. <laughs> they're they're corrupt lawyers corrupt who lo- work for the mob, work for the mob, and then he's like, oh no, and then he tries to get out, and they're like, no, you can't. We're gonna bri- we're gonna blackmail you to staying, and then he figures out a way out of it. Yeah. And uh, using using his integrity as a lawyer, which fucking sucks. Because above all else, he is a lawyer. I really hate that. Oh, and by the way, one thing that we haven't talked about at all this whole time is that Gene Hackman is also in this. Yes, movie. he is. <laughs> as his like sort of friend and mentor, <laughs> he's good. And Gene Hackman I mean, is Gene Hackman. He's is like a good. sad. He's like a fake happy guy. But yeah. he's like, and he's like, you know, yeah. I may de- kind of do little dances every now and again. And he's resigned. Pretend like I'm a sleazebag, he, but I'm actually really sad. He's resigned to like his this whole yeah, world. He, that and he, he knows lives he in. knows that they're mafia lawyers. And he's just like, I'm. This is what I do. Well, for most of the movie, he's like kind of almost like the bad guy, mm-hmm. and then you get this scene at the end with him and Gene Triplehorn. That's like where she pretends like, to seduce him. She like fakes him into thinking him. that that they fucked. Yeah, and then, and then and then he's kind of just like comes clean. And is like I don't, you know. And so it's sort of like oh, it's so it's a, it's like actually kind of not moving, but it's like sad because you're like oh, this guy who I, we all thought was kind of like. The bad guy in the movie is just also no, Hal kind of Holbrook like, oh, is sad. the bad guy. But then Hal, well, Hal, Hal yeah, Holbrook is like baby. the, the top Holbrook. bad guy. But Gene Hackman, you think you know, he's the one who sets him up to like yeah. fuck the girl on the beach, and he's yeah, yeah. but the whole time he's just he's just going like he, you don't know that you don't know that this guy doesn't really want to be doing this either. He's just yeah. this is the world he lives in. He's got to do this. Yeah, he's trapped too, and then he kills himself off camera. Yeah, which is sort <laughs> of a bummer. Like, come on. He has a real heartbreaking line when he's t- after Gene Triplehorn like drugs him and like uh, gets one over on him and he's like he's still kind of like out of it and he's just like, well, I he's wearing his nightcap s- again too and he's got like I thought for a second you might have actually wanted to be with me here and it's just like oh god and then he's dead <laughs> <laughs> then later on he's dead <laughs> yeah later on he's it's, it's told to us that he died but, that he but for, the, for the first like uh, two thirds of the movie he's like very jaunty and he's always hitting on people and being like I'm a real happy guy I do little yeah. dances I'm Gene Hackman baby I'm, I'm a real charmer he's Hackman's practically up. hitting let on me, Tom Cruise let me take this short man under oh, my wouldn't. wing this guy's real short, isn't it? This is funny. He's like a little elf or something. Yeah, Tom Cruise goes goes to the. This is exactly the, the same way that like they tricked Tom Cruise into joining Scientology, just like the mob tricked him into being a lawyer. <laughs> Except Tom Cruise didn't have uh, actual ethics at the end of that. He just joined up. Well, it doesn't. That that's like the that's one of the big deviations from the book. Well, tell me if this is in the book because this is early on. They go to the Grand Cayman, and this is when Tom Cruise is, is like quickly he's been hired, and now he's working his way up and, sh- mm-hmm. and proving that he's he's actually really he is he is a hot shot and he's good. And this is when he's talking to a mob guy, um, and uh, and he's and Gene Hackman keeps on going like, "No, stop butting in. I'll handle this." But then it's Tom, Jerry Weintraub, Tom, and it's Jerry Weintraub, and Tom Cruise, but Tom Cruise is really good. And at one point, he leans in and he goes, if you haven't grabbed this proposal, you're going to feel like you were fucked with a dick big enough for an elephant to feel it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you're going to feel like you were fucked with a dick big enough for an elephant to feel yeah. it. I, You know, that should be in every book. I don't remember if that specific line was in the book. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, whatever, whatever, however the book ends, I actually do like the ending of this movie, parts of it, because I, I, I was reading that I'd one, takes in, the power in back. one draft... Like I don't care about the Tom Cruise character at all, the whole movie. But like I do like that in one draft. Apparently, the Strathairn character like gets killed. That's, and I was, that also does not happen in the book. And I was like, and I was like, 
That would have been, I would have, like, turned it off, maybe, because I'm like, don't kill the one character I like and want to see be happy at the end. And then it's, like, this corny ending with him on the boat with Holly Hunter, but I liked it. I was like, yeah, the, my two favorite characters hooked up, and then it cuts back yeah. to Tom Cruise and Gene Hipplehorn, and I'm like, oh, I don't care about this. Right. I don't give a shit. <laughs> like, if their dog comes in, I'm like, they had a dog? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, could, like, seriously could give a shit about the Tom Cruise character at all, the whole movie, and, you know, that's, it, that's, it's very much like the sucks. devil, it's very much like the devil's advocate, except it doesn't have a funny scene at the end where the actual <laughs> devil is his boss it's just like oh it's just an evil law firm like i think that they want like the the devil's advocate is clearly like what if the firm but, but the actual devil mm. and then we and then we just hand it over to al pacino for a half hour at the end of the movie and you're like yeah then you'll have something in this it's sort of like if you what, if, what if in this nothing don't you think it's a problem <laughs> that you watch this movie and you don't give a shit about the main character because it's so boring there's a lot uh, of movies like that. yeah but there's a lot of movies like that okay but you don't usually call a movie like that okay yeah, yeah if, I they know. Have, if they have this cast i know I they don't. got Wilford Brimley being fucking awesome and scary, and and then getting nearly beaten to death. With I a don't think Tom Cruise is end. a black hole in the center of this. He's not uh, Paul Dano or something, or like a you know some fucking. He's not like a, <laughs> what's who's Dano. that guy in the Godzilla movies or whatever you know? Matthew Broderick. No, the the newer one exactly. You know, <laughs> Kickass, whatever. Oh, he's only yeah. Aaron Just Taylor he's, he's not. Yeah. I don't think Tom Cruise is a charisma vacuum. I think Tom Cruise is. If anything, a very charismatic guy. I just don't care what's happening to his character. This is the Tom. Sure. This is the quintessential you know Tom I mean? Cruise. I just, like, I'm, I'm not saying like, I'm like, not that's one like, reason why this movie sucks is because they can't make Tom Cruise being uh, yeah, like, yeah. Ch- being chased by the mob ex- even remotely interesting. No, no. I, look, I'm not defending this movie. I just don't. It's it's. I just don't think it's one of the worst movies we've ever done on here. I, Ooh, I firmly I, in the I, middle. I just can't like, stand this it's movie. It's like uh, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, I, I enjoyed enough parts of this movie, and I'll never watch it again. Ugh. And oh. I only watched it this time because I had to. This, I'd is, watch probably, it. this is probably the tenth time I've seen this really? movie. Jesus. Well, I mean, I haven't seen it in twenty years, but I watched it a lot. Okay, when now it came that's out. fucking insane. <laughs> I'm cuckoo, guys. That's extreme. And I did order it on Blu-ray. No, Jesus. <laughs> but I did order Bridge of Spies. After Bridge of Spies is great. great. After watching Company Business, <laughs> I did not order Company Business. No. Did I ever tell I you about the time? Did I ever tell you the time I went to the press screening of Bridge of Spies with a buddy of mine? Uh, ben Nason, who's a really good dude, mm-hmm. uh, and he he wasn't that into the movie. But that's neither here nor there. We were driving home, and we gave this other dude a ride, mm-hmm. who I will not name. And uh, he had been at the screening too. He's another critic, and he he complained that the movie was bad. He he didn't like the movie at all, and he said that the script was terrible. That it was Save the Cat writing. If you're familiar oh, yeah, with Save yeah, yeah, the Cat, yeah, yeah. and I don't know if anybody listening to this remembers, but that movie is written by the fucking Coen Brothers. <laughs> And I was—I literally said to him, "Are you accusing the Coen Brothers of being like hack writers?" And he was like, "The Coen Brothers? Wait a oh, minute. Oh, hold on. Let me think about it. Let, Let me think, think about, about this anyway. whole movie again. Well, Bridge of Spies is great. Anyway, yeah, well, okay, yeah. Anyways, Bridge of Spies uh, is certainly better than the firm. Oh yeah. God, yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll admit. That. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what I mean, it the is. The firm is like—it's like it's just cause for me. Uh, that I, I, movie is bonkers. Yeah, but that has That's crazy shit at the end. This has. This, that does I mean, have this crazy shit. This doesn't have any crazy shit, but it does have. Uh, <laughs> it does have uh, Wilford Brimley saying oral and whatnot, which, which is, is funny. funny. I love Wilford Brimley, in but it. I think that's the thing is that like there's enough little bits where I was like, okay, I don't even find but, this like amusingly terrible. It's just oh, like no, it's, it's so leaden. No, mm. I like the I like the Wilford Brimley stuff. I like Ed Harris. He gets to swear a lot and scream a lot. Ed Harris is very good at swearing and screaming. At one point, he calls him a uh, what is he? I called? don't think that's acting. 
you know, call Ed Harris screaming at people? Uh, I, I disagree. Acting is just going up on stage and jumping up and down and yelling. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. What I mean is Ed Harris is not acting. Oh, you mean Ed Harris is just... That's, that's, that's just who he, he is. They, just recorded, the camera was they recorded him yelling at somebody... And then we're like, and he's like, right. okay, are we rolling? And they're like, we got you, Ed. You can go home. Exactly. Listen to me, you chicken shit little Harvard <laughs> cocksucker. Are we rolling? That is exactly or? how he is. Yeah, <laughs> he's 100%. Just scre- he's just screaming at Tom Cruise. Yeah. <laughs> Dread yeah, Harris. Maybe your wife would uh, find these pictures that you're taking of, uh, you know, and they're not just the regular in and out, in and out intercourse, but real kinds of intimate acts, oral and whatnot. That'd really break a young woman's heart now, Jesus wouldn't it? Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> 69ing and butt stuff. And, uh, <laughs> you fingering. Eat her, <laughs> eating her asshole. I got this picture here of you doing the stinger, uh, the shocker under <laughs> one of the pink and total donkey, stink. Donkey don't, punches and know, what have you. I don't you. know if this is a dirty, <laughs> sa- I don't know if this is what you call a dirty Sanchez, but uh, I can't believe Maybe it's just a regular more, Sanchez. More intimate stuff like blumpkins and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, Dutch ovens. <laughs> See that would have been bu- that would have been a better movie. Also, like uh, uh, Jigsaw has that funny, has a rusty, funny rusty trombones and what have you. <laughs> you gave this lady a rusty trombone on the beach. It makes you wish that Judd Apatow had directed it because there'd be like a like a at least a special feature of like Lightorama of just him saying of just Wilford Brimley like riffing on that for a while while uh, Jigsaw stands behind him taking and her like, on the skin boat to Tuna Town <laughs> things of that nature things of that nature no. <laughs> Uh, that Burgess Meredith shit in, uh, in it's grumpy, always funny. grumpy Old Men, the Grumpy Old did Men you, movies, is still, yet? is still funny. Just, that, just Ride the, the wild baloney pony. The string of him saying, like, fucking awful shit as a very old man is, <laughs> uh, is never That will not never funny. not be funny. It's always funny. Burgess <laughs> Meredith was only 51 when that movie was <laughs> yeah, made. Exactly. And Wilfred Brimley had been born He was in his 20s yet. when he was in Rocky. <laughs> Wilfred Brimley is is solid, solidly thirty in this movie. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> he's younger than Cruz. Was <laughs> that diabetes? Old man Cruz over there, Boston's row. Rip Van Winkle. <laughs> <laughs> Got my blood sugar spiking. That's why I look so old. <laughs> so can we talk about how they totally ruined the ending of this great book? Yeah, get Not to the end. Oh yeah, I mean the ending Not also. Get also, to the ending. Also, also, at, also at the end, he gets the law firm and like he turns the right. mob against. I like them. all this action. I like well, the scene where he's running across this Memphis bridge. That's a lot of Tom Cruise running. Yeah. Well, this is actually yeah, he, uh, he's getting chased by Jigsaw. Yeah, Tobin Bell. But then he does a bunch of running, and then he and then he's then he he uses his ballet his uh, ba- ballet ballet prowess. No, that was ballet, the last. Speaking movie. of ballet, yeah, he, his gymnastics prowess to like hold on to a pole and drop down and then wallop uh, Wilford Brimley with yeah. a briefcase. I like all this. They should have had a third. They shoot, they shoot it all in Memphis. It looks cool. They should have had a third part where like he walks because he does flips. Then he walks by that kid and he's sad. He doesn't do flips. And the kid's like, "What's what gives?" And they should have had a third part where like when he's being chased, he like. Does some other kind of crazy shit right in front of the kid, and the kid's like, "He's and back." And the kid looks at the booze he he's him, drinking and throws it over his shoulder. <laughs> he gives him thumbs up. No, he gives him be, thumbs up, and then he looks at the booze he's drinking. No, he's and then just, just drink, keeps It should be it. like Jim Cotta, where he just, he just keeps, keeps drinking. He keeps yeah. finding pommel horses, like in, in alleyways and stuff like that. And oh, thank God, there's a pommel horse here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, look. Um, here's the thing. This movie isn't good. You're right, Matt. But uh, and also, it could have used more gymnastics. <laughs> yeah. So not enough. I'm kind of now. I'm, I'm starting to bring it down. Do we want to do we want to describe the ending and so then you tell ha- us what act, what happens? Yeah, yeah, in the book? Well, what happens at the end of the movie is this is very silly. They he basically gets confronted by the mob who knows that 
Then no, he's he, been, he comes to he, them. He comes like to them. Mob. He confronts the mob. He's like, look, the FBI has been trying to get me to rat out the fact to rat out on you guys. And the mob firm that I work for has been overbilling you. Mm-hmm. So they've been extorting from you even while they've been laundering your money. And the, the mob's been hearing a whole bunch of, oh, there's definite other stories about Tom Cruise. And they're like, wait, what? Yeah. Let's sit down and listen to this. Exactly. This I'm going to sit down and expected. glower at you for a bit. It's, All right, and I'm it's Paul Sorvino and Remo Gaggi from Casino Remo is Gaggi. the other guy, yeah, yeah. who's okay, a fucking degenerate gambler who always lost. A fucking balloon head. Uh, anyway... And then he basically tells Paul Sorvino that because he's their attorney, he's bound by attorney-client privilege, even if he's no longer their lawyer, to never tell anyone what he knows about the operation. And that as long as he's alive, he can't talk. Yeah. I'm your lawyer, gentlemen. And that's the kind of thing I do as a good, upstanding lawyer. So he extracts himself from the mob, uh, from the mob law firm, and everybody gets to go home happy. Doesn't well, have to, doesn't doesn't have to break attorney-client privilege, right. which is the thing that he's concerned with, even while he's on the like and, afraid for his life. And he's managed to get because he was dangling the promise of helping the FBI. He's managed to get his brother out of prison. Right. That's right. Which and is then a whole, they were, they were a gonna, little scheme that he like gets yes. him out, and the FBI is following him, him and they were gonna, they were basically yes. gonna lock him so back he up. So he manages to get, get him, him, get him out of the country, through, get him away through Elvis and uh, Elvis, a nice yeah. boatman and uh, Holly Hunter. They're and he able takes, to get and him and away. And he takes Holly Hunter. They meet and just hit it off, and he takes her with her. She was with. with I mean, she was with Busey before, who was yeah. his cellmate. Yeah. In prison. Yeah. That stuff. That shit's all very entertaining. That stuff. That stuff's mostly from the book. That's the best. That's the best part of the adaptation is all the stuff with the brother. That's the shit that's like good in any of these John Grisham things like that's why like the gingerbread man mm-hmm. and rainmaker are good is because those are both ones where it's like you know what's good about these isn't like the plot or the lawyer shit or any of that it's like these weird colorful characters yeah. and and both of those movies are are like full of them mm-hmm. and like this one is uh it, this one is full of them but they're well, it's, it's more like they're pep- it's, it's of, more like they're peppered it's full throughout. of great actors who should be playing characters like that but aren't but it's more like the characters are peppered throughout and it's like not enough yeah it's, it needs more seasoning so basically, he gets. When Gene Dribblehorn takes him back at the end too, even though he fucked that lady on the beach. Yeah, yeah. And she- so he he pawns, So he's he's like, all right. So I'm not. I don't have the mafia after me now because I did that. And then he's Ed Harris. He's like, well, I got all these. I, you can you can you can't bust. I'm not going to turn states against them. But I have all this paperwork that shows that they've been overbilling clients and doing this other stuff. These these little things that add up to a bunch of prison time. So you win too. Yeah. And then Bill, Ed Harris is kind of like, ah, yeah, well, we, well, okay. Ed Harris is also like, we want the mob, not these lawyers. What are we supposed to do? Go after all these law firms? He's like, hey, you're a cop. Yeah. Yeah. It's your job. It's your I'm job. a lawyer. Yeah. I do like, lawyer stuff. You're kind of like, yeah, your job is good. That is a stupid have. fucking ending. Yeah, okay. So what happens in the... In the book, he tricks the FBI into getting his uh, brother out of prison as a condition of him being a being an informant. Photocopies all these documents and like basically gets all the dirt on the mob uh, front law firm, which is not overbilling the mob. They're literally just the mob's lawyers. Yeah. Uh, then basically turns the tables on everyone... Dumps all the evidence onto the FBI. The FBI prosecutes all the mob. And this whole time he's been stealing the money. So he, his wife, uh, his brother, who also hooks up with the secretary, all get away with 70 million bucks and just go on the run while all the mob guys go to jail. So he turns the tables on everybody and screws everyone gets and wins. Does the firm get like? And the, the yes, firm is, is everybody gets arrested. That's a much so better ending. So he like it's basically like a movie ending. <laughs> I know he like <laughs> and and the whole the whole story is not him going like oh shit the mob is after me. It's him executing this huge plan he has to get the money, screw over the mob, and get his brother out of jail. 
and that's the whole book. Yeah, so, like, the movie be is just, like, him going, like, I'm in trouble. And but, then he's like, and now I'm not in trouble anymore. I mean, that that is that is a much better ending. It's a trem- that, it it would have been such a cool movie. That's a much better yeah. ending. There's no way they were going to do that with a Tom Cruise vehicle. I guess not. Is that Boy no, Scout no way. No, it's not. It's I think because it has to end with him. It has to end with him with the, the moral high ground too. Because in that in that version, sure, the some bad guys go away. But it's blood also, money. But also, he's stealing. He's also like a thief. At it's the end mob money though. I'm not. Say, I'm I'm saying you're right that that ending's better. I'm saying that like I guarantee that they were like no 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 no. But like not from, not from Boy a, Scouty enough. From a certain you know? yeah, from a certain dumb perspective. Like he'd already like he'd that. already cheated on his wife in this movie. Right. So he can't also be a thief. It's like Danny you Glover know? at the end of Lethal I'm Weapon not saying, Two. I'm saying yeah, yeah. he's like you're right right right. Blood money. I don't want that. The money yeah. itself. I'm mad at the money. Yeah. The actual money is bad. I was like I remember when I read this book when I was a kid. I was like holy shit that's fucking awesome. Yeah. And that is a great movie ending. If they'd had anybody else but Tom Cruise, yeah. you know, and who who else would they have had as Tom Cruise besides Tom Cruise at center of this? I think it would have been different. It's certainly right. the obvious. But like casting. and I think that was at that period where it was like like maybe now Tom Cruise now would have done something where it's like you know cuz every once in a while he goes like I'm going to shake it up a little. Yeah. And now I'm actually you know cuz that he comes out in that version he's kind of He's kind of the bad guy too, but it's also like he's been playing people, and like that was never the Tom Cruise. Well, I mean, thing, it's, it's you know? also. Like I mean, not, it's not like he went in to the firm figuring he right. was going to do that. Once he found out they were the mob, he was like, "Oh shit, they're going to kill me. Sure, if I, I can't leave, or, or they're going to kill me, so I have to figure out a way out of this where they can't touch me and I get away clean, but also he gets a bunch of money. But you got to have the sweaty speech of him going like, "It's about." Integrity, Ethics. yeah, and stuff. You have to Attorney have, you have to have that. Attorney, client, I'm, 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 I mean, you're right. I agree. I'm agreeing I'm with you. I just think it I'm sucks. saying that the whole the whole package where it's like once you get Tom Cruise attached to this thing, yeah. it's like, well, that's got to go. Uh, it might even be him saying that or his people yeah. or whatever. But they're like, we can't, that can't be the ending really for a Tom sucks. Cruise movie. Yeah. It just really sucks. You know, it's got to be perfectly forthright at the end of it. Exactly. You that's, know, that's dumb. That's they made dumb. they made a book that, that I found pretty exciting into the another fucking shitty Da Vinci Code like let's take all of the fun <laughs> let's take all the fun shit out of this and just make it a bunch of boring talking. As f- we don't know if there is fun shit in the Da Vinci Code. <laughs> right. No, I have like, to sure, it's true. I have, clear, technically, I have not read, read the Da Vinci that, Code. That that movie that movie feel, for all like, I know the feels movie like, is more a, exciting. Yeah, for, that movie feels like they just like transcribed the book <laughs> right, right. and then acted out all of the words from the book. <laughs> Whereas this one is like you're saying the book was actually fun to read. Yeah. That that one seems like no this they're just they're just like it's like almost like a book on tape, but Tom but Tom Hanks is just there in it. Yeah. Hey, what am I doing here? So anyway, I'll that, read this book to you. And I admittedly, guess. I'm probably being too hard on the movie because I liked the book when I was young when it came out, and uh, and I was so bitterly disappointed. I don't think anything you've said about the movie is is not right. Right, but uh, I just really I just, fucking hate. I this. just didn't. I when I when I was watching this yesterday, there are people that love this movie, and I cannot that's figure weird, out that's why. Like weird. it's a genuine classic. Like oh man, fucking the firm. Man, maybe, they, maybe are they people who have seen it recently? They, I think they're just idiots. <laughs> well, okay, wow. well, that's acceptable. Uh, there's also there's also this like. Just uh, speaking of that, just the corny Boy Scout ending. <laughs> this is what he's talking to Ed Harris. Oh yeah, and he's like, "I discovered the law again." Yeah. <laughs> you Come actually on, made me think about it. And you're I like, mean, Jesus it's, Christ! It's, it's, it's like tax law. It's a little, it's a little different than. <laughs> You've got to admit that the law in America sure is great. It's not quite the. It's not quite exactly the Tom Cruise formula, but it is a little like where it's like, and even that that line made me think of this because it's the Tom Cruise thing yeah, where like, it's like, is he awesome? I'm the best. I'm the best at, at the best. I'm awesome. I'm the best thing there is. Maybe I'm not as awesome as what I. No, actually, I am. 
as awesome, if not if not way more awesome yeah. than I thought I was at the beginning of this movie. That's a Tom Cruise arc, right. and this has that. And at the end of this, it's just it's not quite like that. He's a good pilot, or he's the best uh, car driver, or whatever. But it's that. What if he it's got a say, he's the best fighter plane and just flew away at the end? That'd be well, cool. that'd be better. <laughs> yeah. But he's also like he's the best law guy, yeah. and he's the best law guy because he like refound what the law means to him. What no, the, not for he he, he, not conniving, he but the discovered his love of the tax code. The tax yeah. code. Hey, Jesus. I'm not, I'm not right. saying Beautiful. it's not. I'm not saying it's not bullshit. Voices I'm saying, of the elderly poor. That he reads sounds the tax, like fun. He reads the tax code like Salieri. He like hears when the he, music. No, when he looks at the code, it's the cascading matrix tax code. It's oh, like, oh my it's god. Beautiful. <laughs> uh, anyway, you don't get this movie made without Tom Cruise being the star. Sure. You don't get. I don't know. And, I mean, it was a, Tom a huge Cruise bestseller. Movie. I think you could have got the movie made with somebody if Cruise turned it down. Yeah, but it wouldn't. But I mean, you you but like, they they get Tom. You get Tom Cruise in this. No, it's you a guaranteed. Get, you, guarantee, hit. you guarantee. Yeah. You can, then you can release it on Fourth of July yeah, or in whatever, the summer yeah. in the middle of like that huge summer with like Jurassic yeah, yeah, Park yeah, and yeah. shit, and still go like, oh, yeah. We, I know Jurassic Park's still making money, but we're going to be fine because like, grown-ups want to go watch this movie and Tom Cruise, right, and you got right, Tom Cruise. Right. So. They threw a fuckload of money at it, and they yeah. made a fuckload of money back. It was you know? just like real real textbook and stuff. You, and you got to do that. And you, real no-brainer If you're going to do that, you gotta, you, you're going to have to go through 15 screenwriters yeah. and neuter the fuck out of it and have your star, I guarantee, going, uh, yeah. yeah, take all this stuff where I look bad at the end of the book. Yeah. I've got to be a hundred percent. Yeah, you know, I mean, hey, you can squeaky love, you, clean. You can love You're Tom right. Cruise, but that's part. That's part. That's probably that's his part fault. and parcel it's with 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 Tom Cruise is that he's you know any of those movies where you go like, man, if only it was a little different. You can guarantee, you know, who, you know, you know whose decision it was to make that part you don't like, yeah. Tom Cruise. In hindsight, it's kind of amazing <laughs> he agreed to do that plumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> Things of that nature. I'm just. I'm, I'm actually. Cons- I'm actually like was more surprised he did the whatnot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah what is the whatnot Blum- if a yeah, blumpkin? Or, we'll or, name a blumpkin. We I, do, I even... wish. I wish that was the scene. Oral and whatnot, and then he goes, "Excuse me, what do you? Mean, what's the whatnot? Well, the thing here. Let me show you the picture. Here, here what is go. this? Oh yeah. Um. No. I. Well. Here I could show you. He brings I can show you. But I can't he brings really, out a twister mat. <laughs> I can't explain. I can't explain how to do it. Uh, oh, this is gonna take a while. This one you seem to be well, actually just, spinning her on your. It t- just seems like it's it's confused. Like how is there's a leg here and then an arm and is this a? It's like the sex penis, scene from Theme America. Is basically. your penis inside her or is it? Is, is it just obscure? It looks like it's over here. This is like looking at a goddamn <laughs> Picasso. A goddamn Jackson Pollock. Yeah. Very Jesus modern artist. <laughs> anyway, um, I was most concerned about the whatnot. Anyways, I'm done cranking it to these. You can have them back. <clears throat> um, I've got no. I've got copies. They should. I was uh, seeing Wilfred, me, Wilfred Brimley's copies. character at home. Just his wallpapered with those. And just, He's got them framed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just stands. Looks, looks at them lovingly. Naked. Oh, this one's really fucking just hot. Eating a bowl of oatmeal. Yeah. <laughs> he calls his friends to come over and watch it. Dude, doing it, taking right. insulin, you eating oatmeal. A, you ever seen a guy doing oral and whatnot? Would you? <laughs> would you like to? You're gonna. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here's some lines. <laughs> Couple more lines. Uh, this is them talking about a a lady, the one lady who was a lawyer for the firm. And this is the guy from Oz. He goes, she was clomping around in 14-inch heels. She was like, affirmative action on stilts. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> Yay. Okay. Uh, okay. I, I wanted to point out that uh, we were watching this in the splice room, and there's a part when they're it, Tom Cruise and his in Triple Horn are driving around in the car, and she's talking to, about like two about horses, 
And she's like, this guy had two quarter horses. And then I say, like, that's that's half a horse. And then Tom Cruise goes, that's half a horse. And oh, I go, wow. oh, wow. I'm as funny as the movie The Firm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. It's a one-to-one. It's You're a one-to-one. as funny. As it's funny like, as The Firm. It's like I've that. been told that I'm, I've had it verified that I am as funny as the movie The so, Firm. So depending on how funny you think the movie The Firm is... <laughs> You know, this is a line that Tom Cruise. I think I'm going to give it. This is the only Douglas rating. Oh no, well maybe a little bit of Douglas. But here's an ex, some extra Douglasy stuff. Uh, this is where Tom Cruise is like trying to win back his wife after she's <coughs> mad at him for spending too much time at work. This is before she finds out. Before he has before, before the he reveals that he fucked somebody else. Yeah, this is just this is just classic like cop movie stuff. Why are you doing your law job? And he's like, you want to have some eggs naked? <laughs> naked eggs. I guess they fuck and eat eggs off each other's bodies. They're like a fun. It's like hot shots. They're like a fun, energetic <laughs> yeah. couple at the beginning. He actually cooks he the fries. eggs. Cooks them on her belly. Yeah. <laughs> Put some hash browns on there. Yeah. Uh, it just cracks me up. Still else? funny. He cooks. He cooks an egg on her. Man, when I saw that, I was in sixth grade or whatever. Man, I thought that, it was hilarious. Couldn't couldn't fucking believe it. That's another one. He that's cooked like an egg on her. Still he cooked funny. The, she's so hot. He cooked an egg on her. That's so hot. I don't understand funny. sex or any of this shit, but that's hilarious. And All the Lloyd Bridges shit in that movie is still hilarious. <laughs> oh, he's fucking great. Uh, this is just leaving it on a. Um, this is just leaving it on a uh, Gene Hackman since it's, the, it's Hackman fever. Yeah, we didn't talk about him. A lot. He's not. I mean, there's not a lot to say about his character. He's yeah. like he's in it. He's kind of like he's fun. He's like yeah, we covered but, him. You, you know, but this is him being in in fun mode, and this is the part when things are starting to go south. And and Tom Cruise is his protege, and he walks into all, like Hal Holbrook and all the other like elder statesmen of the firm, and they look they look mad and worried and stuff. And Hackman comes in smiling. He goes, "Ha ha! I thought there were only two brothers Grimm." <laughs> 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 oh, good. Amazing. That's also, also, the scene where he asks him to be his protege is some weird dialogue where he's like, have you ever been a protege? Would you like to be a protege? And you're like, why Are is Are you it, hitting on me? Is this, <laughs> you, is this, does this happen? What's <laughs> happening here? Proteges make strange bedfellows. Do we, ah! do we need this scene where he like specifically asks him that he's, if you, to be his protege? That's a weird thing yeah, to, well. to discuss. That does it keep in the movie anyway. I think we'll realize he's his protege <laughs> just by how he's doing all this stuff for him, and then they reveal that that they they reveal that they uh, he didn't get first in the bar exam. Oh. He was second. Oh, go, ah, it's not it's because actually very much like that. Oh, you broke your cherry. Yeah, but it's not those. like the. But then it's not like the scene in Goodfellas because Tom Cruise doesn't get shot in the back <laughs> of the head immediately following <laughs> that. Oh no, <laughs> which which would have made the movie the rest of the movie better. Yeah. Mm. True. More weirder. It's just followed Wilford just, Brimley. It's all triple horn. <laughs> Wilford, Brimley, Wilford Brimley. Wilford Brimley's just like, uh, we took these pictures of him doing blumpkins and uh, doing some whatnots. <laughs> Iron Maidens on this lady. Per- here's and, uh, a pearl necklace. That one's uh, real nice. You know, but uh, we, salty pretzel. I, hey, they killed him. We don't get to use these pictures, so I guess I just have to keep them. I don't know. I got pictures oh, of all. No. I got. He's just talking. To, who's he talking to? He's talking to his <laughs> he's dog. Talking to his dog. <laughs> I don't know who else to show his these two. His dog's name is Oral and Whatnot. <laughs> He's two dogs, Oral and Whatnot. Yeah. Oral, Whatnot. Here's dinner time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ratings. Uh, one Judd. Wow. I can't stand this God stupid, boring-ass movie. <laughs> and that one Judd is for Holly Hunter and David Strathairn. Fuck yeah. Uh, I'm going to give it uh, one Douglas for all uh, the Blumpkin talk and uh, Tom Cruise cheating on his wife. On the beach. Yeah. And I'm going to give it 10 out of 10 backflips. 
<laughs> Fuck yeah. I'm giving it three. It's just straight down the wow. line. Wow. Like, just like the package, just sort of like, this is, and, and the cast, like, I mean, I was just delighted by the cast. <laughs> I hadn't seen I, it in 20 years, and I was just like, oh, yeah. The fact that anybody was delighted by this on any level is just terrible. Margot Martindale pops up. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's that right. kind of movie. It's just like, shit, man. Character actress Margot Martindale. She just keeps coming at you. Yeah, all those all, all kinds of little stuff in it, and I like it. And there probably is some nostalgia factor to it again. Mm. I did see it in the theater with my parents, and then I watched it a bunch of times for some reason. But I was a teenager. You're know. a big Sidney Pollock fan. Couldn't get enough Pollock. Well, they shoot horses, don't you? It was on, uh, don't they? It was on constant rotation. Were you a bigger Sidney Pollock or Kevin Pollock fan? Uh, tied. I mean, Sidney yeah. Pollock's Columbo is also really good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sydney Pollock's Sydney Pollock Chris- is a killer Christopher Walken Christopher as well. Christopher Walken and William Shatner impressions. Yeah. Has Christopher Great. Walken ever done a Kevin Pollock impression? I now would love what, to, see, I that. to see that. He got his brains fucked out. <laughs> 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 Fuck your father in the shower and uh, have a snack. <laughs> uh, I'm a, yeah, one Douglas, just for there's like, you know, Holly Hunter's about to give a bead. She's like in bead position when she when Gary Busey gets blown away. Yeah, I wish, cool scene. I wish that scene was mid beach It would be funnier. Yeah, but that's the kind of movie it is. We're you like, know, I'm going to give you a beach We're not going to. blown away, and then she bites his dick off, and it's like, oh, no. You know, just, wow. Yeah, I just wanted to. That would have been a different movie. I wanted to be way more. This movie needs to be way more fucked up. I bit his, I bit his dick off. Um, no. That's that scene's good Pretty where Hank good. Hank from Breaking Bad gets shot in the knee. That's right, Dean Norris. He's limping around the rest of the movie. Uh, yes. And the in the infidelity, the Blumpkins on the beach, Beach Blumpkins, Beach Blumpkin Bingo, and <laughs> that's the name of the game. It is the name of the game. You can't deny it. <laughs> um, and uh, I'm gonna give it ten out of ten. Sex catamarans. Mm. Sex catamarans. Sexamarans. Wow. Sexamarans. Sex uh, Cauldron. I'm going to give it two and a half. I'm tempted to give it two, but I'm going to go a half just because it was a delightful discussion. <laughs> Even though one of us, you know. Was, uh, Any yeah. strathmetician has to uh, check it out. And I, 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 think it's, I think it's not good. It's like just, but it's like also not, it's, not, it's certainly not the worst thing I've ever seen. I was like watching it the other day, expecting it, <sighs> going, going like, oh no, this is going to be so boring it's two and a half hours and then i was like hey okay it was literally like every time an actor popped up and i was like hey that guy and i was like oh i'm awake again uh now back to the back to the movie oh Uh, let's see how much time's left in this movie i bet it isn't (laughs) two hours it seriously gets to an hour in this and it's kind of at like a a tense point and you're like this movie could be an hour and a half long they could just wrap up the movie right now but it's still two and a half it's still an hour and a half at the very least it could have been fucking two hours long instead of two and a half Uh, insane but i'm gonna i'm gonna go two and a half uh because ultimately i don't think it's 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 actually good yeah but you know uh and i'm gonna give it i'll give it one i'll give it one douglas one, one. I don't We're know. all in accordance. There's no, there's no. We're uh, in agreement on one. Yeah. And then I'm gonna give it. Uh, wait, what did you say? Uh, sex sex catamaran. Oh, I'm gonna give it one. I'm gonna give it one dog that I didn't realize they had until the very last scene of the movie. <laughs> this that, dog, this dog comes running in, and that's supposed to be the sign that Jim Triplehorn is on. I'm like, there's a dog in this movie. Mopping they have a dog? a dog. I should have given it two dogs. You Oral and whatnot. On, you should do this oh, one on Viva. Oral and whatnot. Oral whatnot. Dinner, supper time. It's supper time. <laughs> Walkies, <laughs> walkies, oral and whatnot. <laughs> what were you saying? Just a one, just one yeah. of those, one of those movie apartments where it's just one room, big loft apartment. Just one r- big room. He's got a toilet in the corner. There's no <laughs> doors or anything. There's no other rooms. It's like a hot plate <laughs> on like a on like a like a stool. 
Wow. Two dog bowls, wow. oral and whatnot. Pictures of Tom Cruise <laughs> going, down on a, going down on a lady. Doing blumpkins. Doing, doing all kinds of shit. I may not have much, oral, but I got oral whatnot, and I got all these glorious pictures. <laughs> and have a TV. <laughs> Maybe we should no just radio. call this episode oral and whatnot. <laughs> anyway. All right. That wraps up Hackman Fever. We did it. We Next made time it through. we're gonna do I don't know romantic heists movies. Yeah. We're oh, yeah. doing Entrapment. Finally, mm. the truth about Charlie, mm-hmm. which I'm intrigued to see what you boys think Never of. Never seen. I've seen it before, but it, I did. I don't remember. I'm generally has a very bad reputation, yeah. but I'm a fan. Anyway, Demi. Uh, yeah, it's Demi, and uh, we're gonna wrap it up with uh, the remake of the Thomas Crown Affair. Boy, oh boy! I haven't boy. seen either version of the Thomas Crown. Really? Yeah. Oh, John McTiernan. It's McTiernan. Yeah. Yeah. Getting a little uh, McTiernan in here. Rene Russo's what? boobs are in it. That's right. Yeah, well, we'll definitely talk about that. Pierce, is Br- <laughs> Pierce Brosnan, what have you. And wh- Pierce Brosnan and whatnot. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Rene Russo's boobs, oral, whatnot. Pierce Brosnan and whatnot. <laughs> so, until Which movie am I talking about? Sign up, sign up for the Patreon. <laughs> sign up for the Patreon. We're, we're how many away? Right six now. Six away? But this is weeks before this comes out, yeah. but we are six away. We've been holding steady the, at 119. Four Finchers. Yeah. Four Finchers. Right, so rate us on and review us on iTunes. Five stars only. Give please. us five stars. Please do it. Like the guy, who, the the guy who the guy who told us that our, our bit on Red Eye was funny this week. Yep. Someone said something very nice this week. I, was I, I re- bit on Red Eye, the comedy It was the comedy marathon. I re-listened to that bit the other day when this came up, and it is still, I was laughing. It's it was, a classic. It made me laugh. It's one of our classic our, bits. I'm easily amused by our antics. Yep. <laughs> Good we, we did a couple classic bits today. Good jokes. We'll can't remember them. Nope. Oh, the Blumpkin thing. <laughs> oh, the Blumpkin thing. All I remember is oral and whatnot. I don't remember any classic bits. Oh, wait, no, actually, if you, look at these, if you look real close at this picture, there's some classic bits in there. Beef Streets. Are these your classic beef bits? Beef Streets. <laughs> beef Streets. Beef streets. Of beef. Yeah. Beef Streets. Come on. All right, that's it. Yep. Until next time, what? Until next time, the suspense is killing us. Bye. We got Shut up, 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 shut up